Isn't that incredible? Right? All right, folks. Yeah, it was one of the instrumentals, believe it or not, that I had pitched to you know that that show Shameless? Yeah. Uh, we had a pitch session with uh, NARAP, N-A-R-A-P, for music placements for that television show. And you know what's crazy? I was in the same room with people pitching as, what's his name from Allison Chains, the new lead singer? Oh, Forget wow. His name. He was in there. The guy that does all the WWE music, I guess, is not doing a lot of the composing anymore because they're outsourcing the music or they're buying uh, licenses and... Um, Sinks from bands and shit like that, Uh, but yeah, dude, it's it's I have I I still have a good catalog, but like uh, I haven't done music in a while, man. The only the only music I do is with steel, live band karaoke. I know. Well, yeah, I can't do well, the job. Anyways, folks, welcome to another episode of the Ed Namrock Podcast. Hey, before I forgot, dude, before I start the podcast, I need to actually plug my buddy's film that he was bragging about so much. Ooh, somebody got kicked out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Whip Patrol Podcast. Wow. (laughs) I hit the back button like a dummy. Wow. I was about to do my own podcast Rookie mistake. Uh, So check this out. His his film, um, he was telling me about it because his name's Jose, Jose Rossetti. And he was in, uh, where the hell was he? He was in Cambodia filming something he wouldn't tell me what it was and then he he then he, he gets on the podcast we're talking about uh we were breaking down the george floyd murder like frame by frame which is crazy oh, uh, but I he's like yeah yeah he's a, he he's he's come on with some pretty interesting shows he was in uh the walking dead uh red machete red machete the the kind of like the spinoff and shit he was i think he was he i think he was the antagonist in that in that series i didn't get to watch it but anyway the film is called monsters of man so it's like some new age terminator shit man it's fucking crazy um i'm gonna have to do a reaction to the trailer but i wanted to plug it plug it in so everyone knows it Um, but but more more so is um they have an indiegogo and i believe the website to get all that information i'm gonna paste it on on the description here it's called um monsters of man dot movie and then there's a long url i can't really spell it out um, that's an Indiegogo, and basically is to to back up the film, pre-buy the movie, get exclusive, super informative, educational bonus videos and other cool extras. But go to www.monstersofman.movie to get all those perks, and stay tuned. I will be doing a reaction video to the trailer. But shout out to them. Shout out to Jose. Great job. Um, you know, it's funny. He he was like. 
he's like, hey, you know, I've been doing those face swaps with the with the reface app. Mm-hmm. And he's like, one, he's, out, he's, out one, he's out one day. You're gonna use my face, man. And I'm like, fuck, that's sheer determination, man. Because I, the minute I met him seven years ago on set on a movie, I was I was doing a, a sound mixing and being a boom operator. Um, and he was just that guy. I don't know what it was, dude. Like he's he's aura, but from Arizona, but from Arizona. Okay. So it's kind of the same, uh, the same concept. Only they're desert people, so they're, you know, they're a little bit more, like they come to California. It's like paradise for them, dude. And it's not that far. Yeah. No, it's not. They're they're the same time zone, just like Oregon and 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 Seattle. But uh, I don't know. California's got their their own their own Very shit. Diverse. And speaking of California, wit. Uh oh. Uh oh. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. We meet again. <laughs> hey, Manny, up, how'd you Manny? like that? How'd you like that Hardy Bros, uh, the Havana Bros of me and you when we were once uh, tag team champions oh, of man. Main Street, man? And Did, you, see it? Did you see it, Whit? Did you, I didn't see that one. Did you, yeah, I, you, know, you know the Hardy Boys, right? Matt and Jeff Hardy? Oh, yeah, yeah. I put, my, I put uh, Manny's face on... On Jeff, the crazy one, and then I put my face on Matt. Yeah, <laughs> you've been, you you have uh, you definitely have a talent for coming up with some pretty incredible face in the whole uh, face swap videos. Dude. The best one, I swear. If I I had to I had to I laughed my ass off. I still laugh my ass off. You put my face on uh, uh, on um, uh, Lady Is Gaga. It? Or in what movie was that? Um, oh, um, uh, a, a, a Star is Born? Is it star that is one? Born. Oh my God, bro. I was like the uh, ugliest woman. It was bad, but it was a uh, man. You know, I, you uh, know what made it funny is the, the mannerisms of Lady Gaga in the film and then just so seeing like, your face baby. on it. And I saw it, I'm like, I cannot unsee this shit. What Dude, is going on? I, I can't stop watching. And I was I was scrubbing through it like frame by frame, and I'm like, why am I doing this? This is terrifying. Jeez. But nonetheless, our state is. I I don't want to say it's in shambles. It's not. However, you know as well as I do that there's a lot of people bailing on our state. Yeah. And. You, you, I can call you a California native, actually, because yeah. you've been here for so damn long, and, and you, you've been, you've been adamant in this whole quote unquote Cal exit thing. That yeah. at first I'm like, ah, it's a phase. I mean, I knew I'm like, well, maybe it'll get better, but now after seeing all the California propositions that are on the ballot this year in in November. Mm-hmm. I'm like okay now now it's getting kind of like okay now I'm starting to pay attention a little bit more and I'm like all right what's going on here yeah. um so let let's kind of let's give people context first cuz I don't think people understand what what these these are okay. um what they what they signify I, the only thing I can I, we got to kind of like water it down and dilute it for people that yeah. They well, to be honest, a lot of them are written so crazy that, like, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you, the average. I mean, 
even when I started voting and I went into the polls and, and I would look at, I, there were some times that when I was young, I didn't do my due diligence. I didn't do my research. I just went in right. there assuming that I'm going to read something and I'm going to vote on it. But sometimes they're just so well written. They're written to confuse you. So like nowadays, like just in the last two days since we've been mm -hmm. talking about this podcast and I've been going over and really kind of, you know, getting down to the to the nitty gritty. But uh, it's, it's still difficult to really understand if, you know, because there's pros and cons to everything. Um, there yeah. are certain political parties that are for it and against it. Um, you know, it's it's I don't like voting personally. I don't like voting for your party. Um, you know, and I know some people that go in and they're Republican and it doesn't matter if uh, they're going to vote whatever the Republican tells them to vote for. And yeah. same thing on the other side, I know Democrats that are like, I'm going to vote, go in and vote for whatever Democrats tell me to vote for. It. And I personally, I look at everything and there's things that I'll vote on the left and the right because I feel yeah. like it, it benefits our state or our county or our uh, school system or our you know, whatever I'm voting on nowadays, you just, you have to be well educated on it. And even after the studies that we've done in the past couple of days on what we have and what we're going to talk about, um, yeah. you know, we could definitely lay down what it is, maybe give a couple different points of view, but yeah. you know, really that's all we can do. And, and, and hopefully, you know, if you get a little bit educated, you know, I, I would say still do your due diligence and still go research because we might not understand you know the 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 bill in its entirety so but i mean the fact that we're out here talking about it i think that's a great yeah. thing you know like for example for example the the best way for me to tell like a new voter um that they, for some reason they always ask about the federal elections and i'm like look i'm very orphaned with this stuff i go i i, I mean i'm honest with them i'm like i've left that section of the ballot blank for the past two elections mm -hmm. and yeah. you know shame on me yeah shame on me i vote on everything else that goes on in my home state yeah. but i when it comes to that i i call it the popularity the the prom king and queen yeah uh, i just i choose not to participate in that section of the ballot um so they they're kind of grow confused like oh like oh you know i i don't favor each side uh, so what i tell them is this look what where do you live oh i live in idaho uh, i live in idaho okay i live in new mexico i live in arizona i live in california i live in oregon i live in washington okay i tell them look at all the propositions mm -hmm. that are going up for for ballot for voting in november for your home state yeah. and also do not neglect your district and they're like yeah. district i'm like yes everyone is in a district we have a district representative yeah. um that that's a lot of that I, I that's where i at least give props to facebook where um they have that town hall section um it's not very well you know introduced to people but it, it gives you the opportunity to know um the branches of government like obviously yeah. the, the constitution of the united states is always above everything um that's when someone calls something unconstitutional unconstitutional sorry i was burping um yeah sometimes it's kind of uh, are you sure like what what amendment is it in you know what you know let, let's look let's read an article and that's where they're like what 
like no it's unconstitutional because they feel somewhat discriminated against and that doesn't necessarily mean it's unconstitutional because yeah. the what the constitution is is basically one big legal article yeah that's well, what it was I so think nowadays everyone's everyone's an expert you know so uh, yeah <laughs> everyone's an expert now so i mean i think when it comes down to what we're talking about today um voting is a is is you know, is a right that we have, and yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of places, a lot of people don't have that right. So, you know, it, whether you take advantage of it or you don't, that's that's your prerogative. That's you know, that's yeah. that's your uh, your prerogative. But <laughs> I will say that, uh, that like, you know, I I've I wasn't able to vote. I turned eighteen the day after, um, the day after the let's see, when was that? A long time ago in the nineties. Yeah, I turned 18, like, When right? Bill Clinton won a second term, I believe, I, right? Oh, gosh, okay, so... Because I was I'm, allowed to vote in 2000 when Gore went up against George W. Okay. That was my first uh, election. I, was, uh, I graduated 97, so I was 1896. Yeah, I was 1896. And I turned 18, if I'm not mistaken, the day after election day. My, my, my birthday is November 2nd. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, I turned 18 on, 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 uh, I turned 18 on Wednesday, or I think maybe I turned 18 on the day of, or the, it was right around it. And I think there was, did you get to vote? I, to be honest, I can't remember. I think, I think I, I was, I think it was Ross Perot against Bill Clinton. I yeah. Think. Remember that? That was good. Yeah, remember I was telling you about uh, Ross Perot buying like two hours of airtime oh, from oh, Ted Turner. Yeah. He's like, oh, "I'm a millionaire. Here you go. Let me have two hours of your time." And that single-handedly, you so know, awesome. put him up on the polls. And but then you, if a libertarian like that cannot beat this machine, it's gonna be diff- it's gonna take a whole coalition of billionaires like him. That um, like Elon Musk, um, Jeff Bezos, uh, who's another one, Mark Zuckerberg, um, Jack uh, from Twitter, like all these guys like that. It's anyway, we're, we're giving people context like, OK, the, the reason why you pay attention to your local and state uh, proposition and legislations um, is to know what it's how it's how it's going to affect you and we know that there is a bill um, yes. not a bill uh well you know a, a piece of, of legislation uh that it's going to totally affect the gig economy and yeah. we had a podcast we had like two podcasts about this shit already mm-hmm. um and if it passes that's it man <laughs> that's it well it, and, it's and already we, been difficult but I mean, you want to wait? And, well, we, we'll get into it. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know where. Oh, by the way, Omar was supposed to join us, and I don't know what he's doing or where he's at, or if he's uh, also in the jungles of Southeast Asia. But um, <laughs> he's here somewhere. I don't know where he's at, but he'll, he'll chime in. He has the link to, to join, and he's probably doing his hair and makeup or some shit. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so the the best way for me to 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 dumb down a proposition is to actually break it down one piece at a time mm-hmm. um we we can look into the ones that are up for ballot in our home state which is california yeah and um yeah to i be honest I mean, that's, that's kind uh, of 
to, I mean, to be honest, for me anyways, um, since, I mean, pretty much ever since I've been voting, I pay attention mostly to my, my city, my state, my district. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of with you when it comes to the, 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 the presidency. I, it's one of those, you know, this, this shit's been decided before we even voted on this. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that whole, that whole I, joke about voting, but here's another thing too, that when you come up with, we've had so many problems with our, our, our voting, you know, with our voting procedure, yeah. with mail-in ballots, with, uh, places where we can go and i remember reading something on twitter or uh, or some social media platform just recently and they're like you can take a picture of a check and have it deposited into have that money transferred and deposited into your account yeah secure numbers you know uh you know reference numbers and 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 everything to make sure everything's good but we're gonna stay with this raggedy outdated voting process like i mean no, I hear you. On that, that. that opened my eyes a little bit because I was totally yeah. oblivious to that. I'm like, wow, you're right. I mean, with the digital age that we live in and with how far we've come and we're still relying on on mail in ballots and, and yeah and I mean it's it's harder to get a subscription to you porn than it is yeah. to, to you know, there's there's more there's more uh security when it comes to certain websites than there is when or it comes unlocking to your iPhone with your freaking fingerprint or your face ID, dude. That, I mean, some of this stuff that, is that, pretty, Think about that. Yeah. So the fact that we're still relying on uh, postage and 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 going now, I'm not knocking the USPS because they're yeah. fantastic, but but they're like we're not going to change with the times. You know, we're we're going to keep this. And the thing is, that's on purpose. The you know the fact that we're that our voting laws and and and, yeah. and the ways that we vote now hasn't changed. Yeah. You know, personally, I feel like that's on purpose, and it's not to blame on either side of the aisle. I think that it's yeah. it's it's designed that way. And if it hasn't evolved with the times, then you right. know, there's something something going some some fishy going on here. But yeah, speaking of the devil, he just entered yes. the I, virtual studio. Let me add them on. Well, 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 what do we got here? A failure to communicate. I gotta adjust my shit here. I'm not uh, as pro level as you guys, so. Uh, <laughs> is, that I got, uh, is that your laptop is this, or your, no, or your this, phone? This, this is my phone. And I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting on the floor. Uh, you have a I, dining table in your home, Omar. Why aren't you using that? Because my brother's watching television there. It's louder. <laughs> hey, what is, what is your I just say? got home like 10 minutes ago. I was, what did you I, say? I, say? I, oh, I'm all that in dim sum. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all that in dim sum. <laughs> it's so dumb. Well, wait, dude, thank you finally for joining uh, us. You just waltzed in to the perfect time. But first, let me give people context as to... Who Omar is, uh, how long I've known him, geez. I've known Omar for 20, carry the one, 29, niner, like almost 30 years, dude. It's been yeah. a while. Um, like since like a year after your balls dropped. Dude, I got, I got, I got, I got. I think when we met there, I think we met, when we met there were halfway dropped. Halfway, they they weren't so shrivelly and shrug. Yeah, like maybe that, maybe one. Like that dim, one was like that dim sum uh, picture he's got on his shirt. So, 
Um, any, anyway, dude, so we we are um, we're just about to jump into talking about these propositions in California. Um, just to give context on Omar again, um, him and I go back and forth a lot on in on Twitter, and I hate typing about this shit. I'd rather just talk about it. Same thing with Wid. I mean, Wid and I can agree. I'm sure Omar can agree too. That just texting each other and messaging on comments is just the worst way to communicate. And I'm one to like. I like to learn, and you know, I, I like to get proven wrong. T- uh, countless number of times because if if that's not the way growth works then you know then there's some cognitive dissonance um that you need to acknowledge and that's not the case with either three of us but uh wait omar brings up a lot of good talking points um i fuck around a lot obviously (laughs) uh and now but now like when it comes to my home state and these propositions that i vote on every election um, with the exception of the federal ones, which I'm just not a big fan of. And maybe Omar can can maybe educate me a little bit, but doesn't mean I'm going to pencil anything in. Um, but um, so check this out, Omar. We're going to talk about um, we have a couple of footnotes, too. Uh, let's see. Let me bring that up real quick so everyone can see it. So these are the propositions that are on the ballot for this election. Can you see that, Omar? Is that is that good enough? No, I'm good though. You can just talk about, bring them up. We'll talk about. It. I can't read that; it's too small for me. But I'm semi-aware of. I'm semi-aware of. I know you're you're totally aware of it. So, um, the the first one we were talking about uh, before we went live was the uh, Prop 14. Now, for again, I'm trying to dumb it down, for lack of a better term, to people who are unfamiliar well, with summarize. Um, the, summarize, yeah. Uh, for the people who uh, are not familiar, because we're trying to, I guess, introduce people to. We're not trying to. We don't have. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, an agenda. Not an not just an agenda, but a confirmation bias. We're just not at this point. We're just trying to get the synopsis, kind of the plot of the story here, yeah. as to why local and state elections are very important in, yeah. in general, and you have yeah. to make your own decision. And you know, if I influence you in, in another way, it's unintentional. I just want to educate you on this stuff. Uh, but propositions are the ones you vote for that are gonna completely affect your entire state from top to bottom from from north to south east they to affect, west yeah they affect us at the local level so yeah so Prop i have to put i have to example. i have to i have to put out there before we get go any further that i i am here representing big phillips big phillips screwdrivers so i do have that i'm kind of biased i don't know if there's any propositions that have anything to do with phillips screwdrivers but if there are i'm representing them I, I I don't appreciate uh, your, your bias because I, I I use uh, what's a, I I use Dewalt. Also, uh, we are sponsored here today by Smirnoff. Smirnoff. And then uh, let's not. I'm just gonna represent Alpine Village. And for the for the poor people out there, twenty dollars a bottle, Kirkland Signature on Yeho. Uh, you, what you do is you go inside the Costco, you don't need a membership, and you say alcohol, and they walk you to the alcohol. <laughs> they actually do, by the way, wait, I don't know if you know that. No. Yeah, you, you don't I need, just, a, you don't need, it's just a, that's a California thing. 
Yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. can go to Costco to the entrance and say oh, alcohol purchase, and they'll walk you over there to get your booze. Go check right. out and get the hell out of there. So, Correct. just FYI for people who are watching and listening. Um, the more you learn, the more the more you learn, the more you learn. Whatever. Uh, Prop fourteen, stem cell researching funding. Um, what is this? What is stem cell researching? Obviously, stem cells are what. Well, from what I know is what the umbilical cord also produces when a baby come out mm-hmm. um, and that helps with uh, I guess regeneration of tissue healing um, and I don't know if this is for already um, pre-existing conditions or what but or stuff that's already too too far in look at Omar just squinting <laughs> you need to get yourself a monitor a monitor. Um, okay. If, if it passes, uh, well, the well, proposition would issue $5.5 billion in bonds. Okay, wait. What the fuck are bonds again? Okay. That's, so, us, that's us borrowing money. It's yeah, money we don't have. Basically, okay, what, wait, I, wait. what I... Where do we borrow it from? Uh, is, is, it, is it the I, feds? I, it's an idea. Yeah, the government. Bonds, government bonds. Is it like Thanos or uh, fucking Starscream and Megatron or? My general understanding is that if it's coming from bonds, it means that we don't really have the money. We're we're borrowing it. We're literally adding to the deficit. Yeah. But but with the with the stipulation that we're going to pay it back with interest. So when I mean when I read this bill, what I got from it was because here's the thing. There's also um, there's also literature about people that support it, people that are against it, that, yeah. and also those groups have PACs and lobbyists behind them, and they're fundraising to yeah. either further their 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 agenda or 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 go against it. So okay, okay, and lobby lobbyists are uh, kind of like promoters, I guess you could say, or what? Is lobbyists that, will pay money. There's some, there's some jargon I need some clarity on because I really don't know too much of it. Oh, gosh, okay, back in college, I think mm-hmm. government and. We talked a lot about lobbyists, PACs, and super PACs. Um, a lot of the yeah. difference between the PACs and the super PACs have to do with how much money can be funded to that organization. Lobbyists yeah. basically live on K Street uh, in Washington, and lobbyists will go to. They basically, you'll have a lobbyist from the, you know, the doctors' association or lawyers' association or whatever. Yeah. You'll have lobbyists yeah. from them that will go to congresspeople or congressmen or or, or senators. And be like, hey, you know, this is what we need passed. You know, this is this is the kind of stuff that we need passed for for our, you know, organization to thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's money involved, transfer of money. Uh, I'm maybe, sure there's money involved. I, I, there has to be. For sure, there is definitely yeah. money involved. But it, you know, I that's hearsay for me because I don't know firsthand. But I definitely know that uh, there are there is campaign contributions made. Bottom line. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. so- and, Go ahead. No, I was, and I was saying. So, I mean, from 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 what I remember, uh, I had a lot of whiskey Wednesdays back in <laughs> college, and uh, and there, and I had uh, government on Thursday morning. So, yeah. but from what I do remember, um, <laughs> hunk over as fuck. <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> from what I remember, there was, uh, you know, when it comes to lobbyists, they basically they're yeah they're basically promoters for their their company. So you have like the uh, the NRA and the NRA has their lobbyists that will go to Washington and 
talk with senators and Congress people and say, hey, we need to get this passed. Uh, maybe we're going to, you know, put some money into your contribution, your campaign contribution, or we're going to do this. Basically, we're going to, what do you need from us in order to help you swing our way? You know, how can we convince uh, you to, to, uh, to go with, if I'm not mistaken, that's pretty much, I'm sure there's a lot more that, that goes mm, into that. But right. so one thing that I, that I noticed from this bill is that, um, so basically we're going to borrow $5.5 billion and we're borrowing it mm-hmm. and we're going to have to pay it back with interest. And, and right. they're saying the fiscal impact of this bill is that our state, California, is going to have to repay on average $260 million a year per uh, for the next 30 years to pay now off. Let me, let, me, let me ask this question. Yeah. That $260 million over 30 years is going to come out of our pockets, right? That comes out of our, um, yeah, that comes out of our uh, okay. budget. I don't understand. I don't understand why we're investing money in this right now when we're kind of right. already broke. That's exactly what right. one of the make cons any sense. we're saying. I was <laughs> of the uh, the pros and cons from this thing, and basically the way it started was we gave mm. we we voted on three billion dollars to give to uh, to for stem cell research back in two thousand four, and mm. it's been depleted over the years to the point where now we're only at one hundred and thirty two million. And the they're they're not they're not funding new research now because they don't right. have enough funds. So now they're like saying, "Hey, let's get more funds for this." And one of the uh, one of the cons to this, one of the you know people that were going against it, it was they were saying that um, that uh, you know today California faces an enormous budget deficit and proposals of slashing like social programs and benefits and stuff. So um, you know it was saying uh, instead of in instead of investing this multi-billion dollar investment into this, it seems like it would be better allocated if we were to invest in healthcare, housing, jobs, education, you know, things that are a little bit more pressing at this time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, those are just sure. some of the pros and cons of the bill. Yeah. Um, and my question is, has we, uh, have we even gotten to the point where the money we already spent has given us any results that we can say, yeah, we're investing this money and this is what we're getting out of it. Or are they just no. saying, hey, we need more money. We haven't yeah. really got anywhere. I think um, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Dan Bilzerian, um, I'm sure you follow him. Uh, I do. Anyways, uh, I'm like, I think <laughs> he went down. I remember hearing some. Post- was, he on, was he on Good Times? <laughs> <laughs> He went. I, I saw a post or watched a video or something where I want to say he had something wrong with his back or his knee or something, and he went yeah. and and he went down to and and it cost like twenty thousand dollars per procedure. I think I think he went to Panama. Panama. Yeah, is that right? Okay. Yeah. There, I'm my so. I mean, that's where I think Mel Gibson <laughs> referred so, him to. So, are you saying doctor. what we're what we're funding is cutting edge research for procedures for the rich? You know what? Sounds like it because if you got if you got a dude like Joe Rogan saying, "Yeah, bro, I'll recommend you." It's only like ten grand a shot, and you're like, "Oh yeah, hold on, let me just yeah. take it out of my checking." Right. Hold on. Was, yeah. was saying something that like each shot was like twenty k, and yeah, that's a lot of money. It's so, probably I mean, more here and, in and the it states. Sounds- it sounds like that's not the kind of thing that like your average insurance covers. This is no, for yeah. people who have a lot of money. So but I'm like, were, I'm gonna go also, with no. Hey, no. 
They were also saying any that little, uh, any little signs that say no. We need like a yes, no, like. Yeah. <laughs> they were saying well, we got, uh, we got the ticker, at the beginning so. they were talking about how yeah. um, they were kind of like over promising stuff and literally yeah. like under under delivering. So, I it mean, the cart, it's, it's the cart before the horse, which is with a lot of the stuff. That's why I like to break it down and find out. You always say, "Wait, follow the money." I'm, yeah. I'm learning how that works, and it's very tricky because it's, it's a bit of a labyrinth. And you're like, oh man, like you be surprised as to how much is tied to all of it. And I'm like, whoa, there's so many. It's this basically seems, like a family tree. Yeah, this God, one seems pretty. Like. This one seems pretty uh, special interest to me. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, yeah. the niche, niche market. Yeah. I think, you know, like we said at the beginning of this, you know, we're trying to lay down the facts and what we're. Yeah. We'll give you our opinion, um, and you know, whether you agree or disagree, that's fine. That's why we're voting on it. You know, this, this, I know there might be some people out there that uh, stem cell research is, is really important to them. Um, now, now, let me, let me ask you guys this question. Um, and this is just kind of like a hypothet hypothetical one. There, Omar stated that it's a special interest um, prop, basically, like a, you know, it's like a, a very, uh, fraternized like proposition for, the elite. for, for yeah. yeah specific people. Now, if why not get a five point five billion dollar bond if we are going to borrow money to kind of alleviate this whole quote unquote pandemic we're going through, perhaps? Yeah. Or is that just going to magically disappear in November? Is what I'm. Well, that's a whole other podcast. I can tell you this. Well, you know, I, 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 I think it's going to cost a lot more than that. That's why it's endless amount of money. So, oh, and I think that this is like P like PPE, for example. Um, and for again, I don't want to jump the gun on jargon. PPE is uh, abbreviated for what is it, Omar? Protective. Personal protective equipment. Personal protective equipment. Um, you know, shields, um, biohazard gear, hazmats, uh, gloves, face mask, disposable face masks, all that stuff. Um, it's needed. I know it's needed. I know fire departments that need it. <laughs> it it's it's like a big thing, and uh, I, I'm not I'm not dumbing down. I'm not you know kind of playing down the the pandemic but it's like okay if we do have one like this we have to be very better prepared dude because what's next dude you know what's next you know i don't know where yeah, typhus I... came back in downtown la and, and it was like oh crap typhus two lapd officers caught that shit that's crazy sure. especially right now with what's going on with the pandemic it's like we have pressing things that are going on right now and for you to talk about bonds of all yeah. this money to go to something <laughs> maybe in the future that may pan out. I don't know. Uh, well, I, we got more I, wrestling going on right now. Yeah. I think yeah. that, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you guys. I think that there's more pressing issues that that, and that's one of the one of the cons that that came up on uh, on the uh, you know for or for or against the bill. Uh, yeah. They were just saying, listen, like, yeah, this is great stuff that we can be working on if we were in a great position, but. It's like the same thing in your own family. If you're if you're struggling financially and you've got a hundred bucks left in your account, do you pay your light bill or do you go, you know, on vacation? You know. Oh yeah, exactly. There's yeah. Like, it's when you look at it that way, it's like, yeah, there'd be these great things. I'd love to go buy a car tomorrow, but I'd also like to, you know, keep my lights on today. So yeah. maybe we should fix the or, infrastructure first. Or you can go to Nicolas. 
<laughs> or you can, uh, or you, you can go to the strip club and yeah. call it a day. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what what you are uh, talking about. I have never. I, I, I am a so, good Catholic boy. Good. Can, hey, when we decide, like when we vote, can I can I do like the men on film and be like, hated it? <laughs> <laughs> this proposition, we get two snaps in a circle. The formation. I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> don't, unfortunately, but in Living Color was probably the best oh, fucking. Oh, man. Anyway, moving on to moving Prop on. 15, Omar. Uh, Prop 15, let me uh, highlight that real quick. So, Prop 15 is property tax, and Omar, you're a, homo, a proud homeowner. Prop, Prop 15 is property tax increase. On commercial and industrial properties for education and local government funding. So what the proposition would allow is increased property taxes on commercial properties that are worth more than $3 million. Provide $6.5 to $11.5 billion in new funding. And where's um, the money going? Okay, the, all right, here's the pro argument. Um, and, you know, we, we so, uh, Witzel kindly, you know, mapped this out for us to read. Uh, the pro argument says, um, and I quote, we're really talking about a fraction of top corporations in the state of California, of course, that have benefited for decades from like super low property taxes, assessments from the 1970s. Like what's a good example is like uh, Disneyland, right, Wit? Yeah. Disneyland, uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain, um, Knott's Berry Farm, Medieval Times. Um, that's kind of like, I don't know if that's so much of a pro, but okay. The con argument is we are going to have the largest tax increase in California history at exactly the wrong time in our economy to be able to afford it, which I I believe that's probably the case. So what, California what? already has yeah. the worst climate for business and job creation in the country, dude. Sure, you're you're, it's, gonna, it's, it's gonna make it more likely for more businesses to leave California and a lot yeah. more. Um, yeah. But where's the money going specifically? That that's yeah. that's well, it doesn't I, really give you. Was, like like I said, these guys they write these these bills very. Uh, mm. I, I watched a few videos on this prop as well. And a, a gentleman was talking about how they're they're not going to be increasing it for residential, and he's like, but they change the definition of residential all the time, yes. so we don't really know what that means. But um, they're they're saying that the property in, increase is supposed to be just for commercial buildings that are over three million dollars. But you know, when you've got all these companies, especially for the last three to four months, that have been shut down, and I yeah. personally know. Uh, a, a lot of companies that have gone under indefinitely because they just they they just can't they can't operate you know uh, so now you've got coming out of this um, you've got a you've got a major tax increase on businesses that are just trying to make ends meet right now. Um, <laughs> California should be the first to tax churches. Yeah, Dan Ochoa, can I'm you see that, Omar? I think if you tap hello, on the screen, you, he hello, Satan. Hello, <laughs> Satan. Well, I mean, when you look at when you look at the bill, 
And when you read but it, did, but didn't didn't Omar just inquire about where the where money the money's was going? Gonna, okay, I just want to know whether it stipulates that the money goes somewhere. Is it just go to the general tax fund? It's going to well, the revenue will be distributed mostly to local governments, right? Uh, what it says? Wait, watch. Scroll up a little bit so scroll, you can scroll. see the the beginning of of Prop 15. It says okay. at the top. It says. Uh, It'll be properties for it's it's allocated for education and local government funding. Like, you know, what does that mean? That's so broad. Well, like, so already, already, I'm like, I'm like, okay, so I don't think that 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 local school districts are going to handle the, the money properly. And I don't think local governments are going to handle the money properly. So, I, I <laughs> For example, like I, I live in Montebello. Montebello Unified School District is is pretty bad. Like they haven't, they've been caught mishandling funds many a time here, and so I don't trust it. So that it yeah. that it's that it's going to be allocated to these specific organizations makes me think. Eh, I don't yeah. know. The fact yeah. that it's written so vaguely, um, yeah. you know, if they were going to say like, "Hey, we're going to increase property taxes on this, so we can help this." you know this exact you know uh, uh homeless problem right. or this all exact, it says is you know, thank you yes all it says is schools and local governments that's yeah it. and it doesn't even say schools it says education what does that mean you know education yeah you're right I'm thinking, I'm thinking local schools but maybe it's some other education program they can yeah. create whatever education program they want and there you wow. go wow <laughs> Daniel said stripper poles in the teachers lounge damn yeah. Yeah. all right well uh I uh well, what time is lunch break? I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, um, support has raised twenty one million. Sorry. <laughs> or um, you know, a, a keg in the break room, you know, for yeah. you know after work happy hour, that'd be great. We get all trashed. You know what's interesting about the the pros and cons arguments for this bill is that the pros is basically saying like, hey, we're only talking about a top fraction of the businesses in California, the the businesses that have. That are that have been around for a long time. They've reaped the benefits of low property taxes for years. So now we're just going to jump up. So it's kind of like basically saying the elite of the elite in California businesses. We're just going to make them pay a little bit more. Not everybody else. Not the everyday Joe. But mm -hmm. at the same time, you, you got to look at how it's written and how vaguely it's written. So how far down does the elite go? It probably taps into the average Joe, the average person who is right, who right. has a building and is working at it. But then with the art, with the con, uh, with the argument against it, you know, it's talking about uh, that you're talking about putting a tax on, on businesses, whether it's Disney or not, Disney has been shut down for how long, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, so you're going to put a, uh, an increased tax like we're, we're already we're already facing like some of the hardest times I've ever seen in my life. And and right during this time, we're going to vote on on putting a kick you while you're down. Like, yeah. And and yeah, you're man. not going to tell us where the money's going. Exactly. Like, I don't know. For me, this is just I don't know, man. Like, it seems like a good when you look at the argument and it seems like a bad when you look at the argument. Like, in so. general, in general, families across America, especially families who have lost their jobs, everyone's kind of tightening, tightening the belt, you know, and, and reducing yeah. their, their costs. And they're asking for more money for special interests that are vague. And that makes me think, yeah, 
no, we need to spend less money. What are you talking about? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we don't have so much Unless that you we have a specific too. area you want to put the money towards, that is, oh, yeah, yeah, we need that right now. Otherwise, which is, ne- no, which is not no. the case nowadays. Yeah. That, that's that's the that's the part where I have bone to pick. It's like, okay, well, you're not really telling me anything. And Wit so eloquent, eloquent, eloquently put it that it's it's it these lo- these propositions and laws are made for you to not understand immediately what the what the fuck yeah. what law they're trying to put into place. And it's because they're all attorneys, man. They're all these politicians. Yeah. All, what I all what I like to know majors. is immediately. Who's who? Where's the money coming from for it? Who's yeah. who's advocating for it, and where is the money ultimately going to go? Yeah, right. those are my questions right. always. Where's the money coming from? What, who's yeah. pushing it? Where's the money going to go? That's what runs yeah. This, yeah. this country. That's exactly yeah. what runs this country, and that's yeah. why like PACs, super PACs, lobbyists. You know, they're. I mean, the pharmaceutical company, uh, yeah. the pharmaceutical industry. Um, the uh, you know. Uh, smoking industry, like all these different uh, industries that that are so well prepared and have are well funded and can, you know, like Alcohol, okay, we'll get into it, but when, it, when we uh, when we get to the proposition where it comes to gig work, um, I got something to say about lobbyists, and so remind me about that. <laughs> okay, okay, let's let's you, let's put that in the say, parking lot. You say gay gay work, gig work, gig gig. Oh, yes. gig. Chicos with Steron. Oh god. I, I'm very I'm very wow. I'm very disappointed that you guys have never played Chicos. Dude, it would be um, a well, would I mean you only worked there a few times, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. The advertisement you were, would be, it you, would were be the, huge. you were the oil boy? You were you were the oil boy? Hey, that was a great job. I got paid so good. He does a helicopter, bro. Does a helicopter. <laughs> Prop 16 is something that um, I don't know. I, I, I want both of you guys' opinion on this because I'm, tr- I'm stuck in the middle with this. But at the same time, I hear I, I hear both sides. And OK, so Prop 16, Omar, is ending the ban on affirmative action. So the Prop 16 passes. It would remove the ban on affirmative action involving race-based or sex-based preferences from the California Constitution by repealing Proposition 209, established in 1996 under the um, Clinton administration. So So state state and local governments, public universities, and other public entities would, within the limits of the federal law, be allowed to develop and use affirmative action programs that grant preferences, keyword based preferences, on, based on race, skin color. Sex. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's actually, it's like, it's saying, well, we're going to openly discriminate because we, <laughs> because, because, we, because we want to meet, because we want to meet gender and race quotas. That's exactly yeah. what, that, that what they're saying, said, man. Yes, yeah. it's like E so and You're the most competent person, but you know what? We got to hire this person because skin color or because he's whatever part of the LGBTQI whatever. 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 or whatever. And look, I'm not I'm not personally saying that I would like to hire the best person for the job in general. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Wait, Dan Ochoa says something about this. Hold on. He said, 
Screw that. Even though my last name got me hired under affirmative action at my first job. Because <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's, ha- he, he's, uh, he's, he's Mexican vanilla. That's what I call him. Um, but, okay, here's a pro. Welcome that, to the uh, club, Dick. Yeah, dude, that's, that's you, me, and him, dude. So the quote says, this is part of the pro of the uh, Prop 16. It reads, I know about discrimination. I live it every day. We live it in this building. Quit lying to yourself and saying race is not a factor. The bedrock of who we are in this country is based on race. Since Proposition 209's passage, California has become one of the only eight states that do not allow race or gender to be among the many factors considered in hiring, allotting state contracts, or accepting students into the state's public colleges and universities. So, race is not a factor. <coughs> Look, quit lying I, to yourselves and, I, and saying I race is not want, a factor. I don't want. So, how about this? Imagine if they told you that uh, we need to have more uh, diversity of ethnicity in the NBA. Because there's way too many black people. So we need to have Indians, we have Mexicans, we need to have Asians. Dude, NBA would suck. The best players. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't I don't, No, I don't want I don't want Can you I don't dunk? want I don't want equality of outcome. I just want the best people to fill the positions. I so, agree, man. I not? can't disagree with that. I can't. Because <laughs> yeah. wait, dude. I, for example, well, he, he, he I had someone say to me, I'll go for it. No, I was just going to say, he said something that was really important that we're looking for, um, you know, what'd you say? Uh, a quality of, uh, we're not looking for the quality of outcome. You yeah, know, I think we're looking for the best, for the, for the best, no, best we want equal, for the we want, yeah, we want, we want an equal playing field. We yeah. don't want to yeah. give any one person advantage over the other based on their skin color, because yeah. that's. I think, I think basically what this is saying is that uh, there has been a, a, a what is the word that everyone's using right now systemic um, yeah. uh, hiring process where it's it's racist. So they they so affirmative action is put in place to balance that out. So it's like it, the the hiring process is racist. So we're going to put in a racist law to counteract the racism. Like yeah, I don't I don't understand. I mean I guess yeah. I get that. I would hope that we've evolved maybe a little bit. I mean, if you look at the uh, at the news nowadays, I doubt it. But um, when it comes to hiring someone, um, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not an owner of a company, um, but I would hope that if I was, I would like the opportunity to hire the the, the person who's most qualified personally. Um, whether I don't, and now me personally, I don't care the skin color, the gender, the you know. Uh, the race or I don't, I don't, I don't care about that. As long as if you mm. can do the job, you can do the job. Um, I would, but, I would even be okay if they said, if a, a, a white person and a black person and an Asian person uh, had the same qualifications, maybe you favored one over the other, but this seems more like, well, we have certain quotas we want to meet. And so we have to hire more of this people. Yeah. And well, I, I don't well, agree with that. Let's yeah, yeah. get back to what the prompt is saying. The prompt is saying that, we had affirmative action in place and then it was repealed. So we, there was a ban on it. So it was taken away, but now all of a sudden now it's, it's coming out that we're going to, we're going to bring it back or we're, we're ending the ban on it. Um, I don't know. Is that a, 
Well, here, here's, here's the thing. But it's coming from a place of hiring quotas. Remember that the push for this is people that want to have hiring quotas. So, for example, they look at a certain job position. There's not enough females in that job. We need to now fill it with females so that things are equal. That's crazy. When you go to to Hooters and there's not enough dudes there. Right. It doesn't make any sense. No, no, it, it, I remember no. there was something with Hooters where uh, it was all big breasts is women getting hired, and that wasn't that's that that created a stir, and that's where I guess affirmative action came into play. But Dan Ochoa said, "Let's make sure we hire more little dick guys in porn." <laughs> <laughs> said nobody well, ever. Well, said well, nobody well, ever. Well, <laughs> 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 so. You, you do, one of the things that uh, you, you well, said one of the, the pros for it. Um, yeah. One of the cons that I read on there also was saying that um, it said, you know, is it right to give someone a job just because they are white or black or green or yellow or just because they're male or female? Uh, repealing Proposition 209 enact, uh, enacted by voters 24 years ago is to repeal the prohibition of judgment based on race, sex, color, ethnicity, and national origin. Uh, we're talking, and this is, you know, this is part of the thing. It says we're we're talking about legalizing racism and sexism. So, sure. Now, sure. now these are these are two things that are that are these are are companies or people or are politicians who are for it or against it. The 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 ending the ban. So some people are saying that we should. Uh, it, the I think the gentleman that said what you said, Edgar. The the, I know about discrimination. We live it every day. We see. We live it in yeah. this. I th- I want to say I can't remember who that was, but I want to say that was a uh, a congressman. Um, so, but then you also have a congressman down here on the con side saying that we're with this with this bill, we putting affirmative action back in place is literally legalizing racism in the workplace in the hiring process. So. Uh, but it's not also it's not it's not just the hiring process it's also mm. when it comes to college which which is the way that so um i i graduated with my aa just a few years ago um yeah. and i to believe it or not i just had a, a zoom meeting with my guidance counselor today figuring out if i want to go for my bachelor's right now you know and he yeah. told me he was like hey what's your gpa where do you live where he was asking me a lot of questions about this because there's those factors go into it. One thing he didn't ask me was my race. I'm sure he knows it, but that's not something that they're allowed to ask you about. But yeah. they can ask you about everything else. And what's weird is that I was looking at uh, Fullerton, uh, Cal State Fullerton, and Cal State Long Beach because yeah. I'd be going with a, a major in communications with a minor in in marketing, and both schools have great have great programs. So. But he was like, oh, well, you probably won't get into Long Beach that well. Your, your GPA is great, but they go off of local people first. So the way that they deal with the admittance is if you're a local person, if you're a local, uh, if you live in Long Beach, you have to have at least a 2.4 GPA to get accepted and they will accept you. Then they go up, up okay. and up, 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 and then they go from people who don't live in Long Beach and they go from 4.0 down, 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 down. Oh, 4.0. Yeah. So my problem is I don't live in Long Beach and I have a 3.4 GPA. So they're going to they're going to take all the 4.0, you know, 3.9, all the way down. Mm. But before they even take them, before they even take the great students that don't live around, they're taking the Long Beach people that have K 
came out of high school with a 2.4. So that's like a, it's not so that's like um a geographic kind of nepotism. There's a lot of factors that go in. <laughs> like, wow. What? I thought they wanted the smartest people to go to college. Well, the I mean, it's a place of higher living, a higher learning. I don't understand why they would do that. There's all these different things that they talk about. Yeah. Ge geography, where you live, what your grades mm -hmm. were, you know, did your parents go to college? Uh, what's your household income? They ask you a lot of stuff. But one thing they don't ask you about is your, your, you know, your race, your sexuality. That So basically affirmative action is saying that, you know, that is part of, you know, the people who are voting. Yeah. For so, so they already use all these different factors to decide yeah. whether or yeah. not you're worthy to go to the college. Yes. Not based on yeah. performance, but based mm -hmm. on Absolutely. some kind of, some kind of group that you fit into, some kind of identity that you fit into. And they want yeah. to add more factors in, into it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think the whole thing is insane. I think you, it should be, it's an education system of higher learning. We want the brightest yeah. people to go to these 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 schools so that we can then. Well, here's another thing, the world and, and and part of the part of the uh, <clears throat> part of the argument for repealing this and and bringing back affirmative action is the fact that uh, they talked about. I want to say it was like uh, fifteen. It was a fifteen percent or thirty percent, something like that. Um, yeah. Are are Asians that are coming that are not local? They're 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 like Asians that are coming from China or from Japan or from oh, Indonesia. Yeah, but yeah. that's that but that's a but that's a school that's a school policy. They don't have to so. admit that many international students. But the reason yeah. they do it is because they make more money off. Yeah, exactly. That's where they once get a lot again, of their money. Once again, yeah. we come yeah. back to follow yeah. the money. Like <laughs> yes, exactly. But with this prop, I I mean personally, I just want to tell everybody. There's a lot of, especially nowadays, especially with what's happening in our world and in our country right now, mm. there's a lot of feelings behind this. And yeah. I would say that it, for everybody, uh, do more do more research than we did on this because we yeah. did we did some we and we looked into it and everybody has their opinion on it. But, um, you know, look into it and whatever. This is a tough one uh, because there's. I, th well, I personally, I think there's a argument the money, time. the support to end the band on affirmative action. Support has raised $3.14 million, and uh, Quinn Delaney is the largest donor, contributing $1,500,000. And the opposition to not end the band has raised $105,000. Yeah. 105678 Wow. Including 50000 wow. from students. That's a huge difference. Big 50000 from students for That's fair admissions incorporated. So, so, so the, the people against it are people who are having to go through the system and try to survive in it. And for some reason, we got huge donors trying to bring money into it. That's, that's, interesting. that's interesting. Follow the money, and I get it. I get it. So, uh, well, we we have to come back to that one because that one's a little bit. Um, that's, that's got a lot of moving parts to it. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, right. For me, for me, I'm I'm done. Hated it. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> I would I would just say that. Steel Magnolias hated it. They, they make good. I mean, <laughs> bottom line is they make good arguments on both sides. They do. You know, when you look at when when they start pulling up numbers and when they start looking at, you know. That's it. It depends on how it depends on how you enforce it. I think. Um, I think that's something that you need to look at as well. How do you yeah. enforce this law? Is it just across the board? Is it just 
you know. I'm telling you, it's it's legalized discrimination to me. Mm. They should even have well, like. But in the, a, but in the beginning, a, they, they brought the office at the were, beginning of the, the application. But it, but in the beginning, of this I I you know it's legalized discrimination. But it, when they when they brought this into effect, they were saying that this is to balance out discrimination because they brought this into effect. Wow. You know uh, whatever. I understand what they're saying, but they're trying yeah. to they're trying to they're trying to create a more equal outcome. Yes. But that's like but that's like saying you know. Again, I go back to sports every time because I think sports are a very pure uh, level of like competition, and so you're gonna give the advantage to the person who is less good at the sport just so that we have a more equal like score. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. you let the you let the game play out the way it's gonna play out using the same set of rules for everyone. Yeah, imagine if so you you're took away about you're talking about uh, equality of opportunity versus equality of outcome. That's exactly what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Because it there are so many factors and variables that go into why one person succeeds over another. To try to sit there and play uh, hall monitor with the whole system of of opportunity. Yeah, I mean, well, well, let me on, just say that maybe there might be okay. So when we talk about equality of opportunity versus equality of outcome, some people might say that m my opportunity is not equal to yours. You know, and that's why affirmative action was put in place because my opportunity is not equal to what your opportunity is. I think that's where we're going back to the whole. But then um, we're playing a game of who's the. We're playing a game of who had it the hardest. You yeah. know, okay, I could play. I didn't have a dad. My mom never had a job. I grew up in this neighborhood. Are we going to constantly play this game? I feel like that's silly. We've had mm. we were handed. We're handed your cards, and you play them to the best of your ability. Now. If we can point to things that are that are actually on the books of like, you know what, this is helping this person better than the other, and that's wrong, sure, let's get rid of that. And I feel like we have for the most part. This is actually saying, you know what, there are still not enough black doctors, or that there's not enough brown this. So we're actually going to get in there and cook the books and make it work so that maybe it works out at the end. But that's crazy. You're never going to have equality of outcome that way. The world doesn't work that way. People have different uh, different skills and different motivations and different yeah. backgrounds. Mm. And there's like a bajillion factors that you have to take into account. You're going to be chasing your tail the entire time <laughs> trying yeah, yeah, to make up for it. <laughs> if you ask me, I still would not want free throw shooting advice from Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't care. I don't care how good it looks. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Uh, we have a comment here from from Dan Ochoa, of course. <laughs> Appreciate the love, Dan. Of course, we have to factor in that people don't always get the jobs by ability. A lot is who you know. Yes, of course. Sure. So if a majority white executive group only hires family and friends, just something to consider. Yes, that's that's, that's, that, that is called fraternization. I totally agree yeah. with that. But that's, um, that's, you know, uh, if you live in a, I've lived in the, in like the South and I was in the, in the military and there are areas that are nothing but white. And so what happens is that whites discriminate against whites using those same set of principles, right? You're not in this family. You're not a friend with somebody, but that's, that's universal. That's just human. That's universal, and it, yeah, and it yeah, goes and it, that's from top to bottom. I mean, look at yeah. Pelosi and Gavin Newsom. Isn't that his? Isn't that his mom? Who? Nancy Pelosi. No, they're no, they're they're related. Through they're related, like, right? 
related through marriage. They're not blood. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you've got like they're, a, they're, 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 the same, they're the same extended family. Yeah. yeah. But they're not. They're not blood. But yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, I'm, you know. It, <laughs> wow, that you busted a Johnny Reyes, bro. Ugh. You busted a Johnny Reyes. You know, I'm a leg. It, I'm a leg against the water. I thought you said you were sponsored by, you know, um, Philip Screwdriver. Are they, are they gonna, they gonna I'm, come spon- I'm sponsored by Bear Red Paint. I'm sponsored by this wall. By this wall. <laughs> All right, Prop 17 is restoring right. the right to vote to people who are on parole. So Prop 17 would allow people on parole for felony convictions to vote in California. Currently, the California Constitution disqualifies people with felonies from voting until their imprisonment and parole are completed. Uh, campaign, Campaign finance data has not been reported, so there's no money to follow on here. But this is easy for me to decide. Um, knowing that, okay, the pros are, uh, and Wit highlighted this, that none, none of this, none of none, none of this is supported by, you know, a, a vast m- amount of Democrats uh, in California. Um, but no, I'll give an example. Oh, it is supported. Yeah, it's it, there was yeah. no there was no pros. Oh, no pro. Okay, but it was supported by a like something like twenty something Democrats. Okay. That support support this bill, but there was no section on the on pros, you know. Yeah. For this. There was no comments, you know. Okay, I, I stand corrected. So the cons are obviously Omar. You can kind of already, uh, you know, manifest exactly what this would look like. I mean, you get people who are convicted murderers, uh, voluntary voluntary manslaughter. Uh, child pedophilia, rape, sodomist, the whole nine, dude. And so this is specifically talking about felonies, right? Because in California, yes. you only lose your right to vote if you're a like you're a felon. But that includes, yes. say, this like previously before they legalized marijuana, it included the sale of marijuana, right? Say so yeah. you got caught with the kilo or something, and then you got released, and you still can't can't vote because of it. Uh, my thing is, you're still serving your time. Yeah. A probation is just an extension of your uh, of your jails of your jail time. Yeah. And I I feel like it's it's not you haven't served it all yet. I agree that once if you're a felon and you've served your time, you're done. You're in the clear. Yeah. You should be able to vote. And yeah. that's not the case in some in some states. Virginia, where I used to live. If you are a felon for certain types of crimes, you can never vote again. Uh, I think that's wrong. But wow. in this really, case, or even like certain types of crimes, like I mean, what if someone is is a, a felon for you know for pedophilia, or you know, and then they get out? I'm I'm not sure about pedophilia in Virginia, but I know that there are certain felonies for which you can no longer vote again in your life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no shit. Yeah, like credit card fraud or some shit. Yeah, there's a handful. There's maybe like 11 states that have something like that. They have laws in the books where certain felonies are like you're done. Yeah, you're but done. It, it disenfranchises it like just disenfranchises you from society. So I, I don't agree with that. So this is different though. This is saying you haven't quite served your time, but you're just out of jail. Yeah. 
you're serving it. You're 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 still paying your debt to society, but you're just doing it outside of the jail system. So, I think that you what this it. bill is, yeah. what this bill is saying is that because you're outside of the jail system, you can you can you should be able to vote. I mean, me personally. I think that if you're still serving your 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 I I, I don't know I, I think I, I kind of align myself more with the cons on this because yeah you know you're still serving they, they even said um, they even said while on parole uh, uh, criminals liberties uh, such as movement association activities even ownership of certain items uh, are heavily restricted and regularly monitored by the system mm-hmm. uh, any misstep results in immediate reincarceration. So in other words, you're still on when you're on parole, you, you still haven't regained your full trust in society. You know, right. you're they're, still they're testing, they're testing you out and seeing how it's serving your your. So, you know, I, I, I want see. And this this raises a bunch of eyebrows when it comes to conspiracy theories. Like, why is there no comments about why this is a good thing? But it's supported by, you know, multiple Democrats. Is it, you know, and that's when you get into like the left and right argument of like, are they looking to just get more votes? Are they, you know, why is this so important to them? But they're not writing down, um, you know, uh, they're not putting down. Yeah, uh, why? Why? Yeah. Mm. Why is it good? <laughs> yeah, Maybe they, I mean, they don't even want to get behind it or speak because they're worried it could like bite them in the ass later. I, no, yeah. I mean, and usually what is it? I personally don't know, but what is a. What is a, a normal parole? Is it different for I I, per, I to be honest, I'm very naive to it. I just don't under, I don't know. Is a, a regular parole like two years or eight years or twenty no, years? No, it's, it's usually a five year, I believe. Five year, depending on the um, the severity of the sentencing. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen five, and I've seen up to ten. Ten year parole. Yeah, depending well, on if they're mul- multiple violators, um, if they violated comes- parole more than twice, shit like that. I guess my my personal take on that is that like if you you know if you went to jail for a felony and you got parole first of all they see something in you they see something that okay you're getting out you know you you're you're rehabilitated you're on your way but we still got to watch what's going on right. I mean uh, many people Dan says Dan- I think they believe many people were unfairly imprisoned under three the three the three strike That's law probably true. Oh, sure. So, so, so let me let me let me say this: If uh-huh. they made it specific to people who were in, incarcerated under three laws, or people who got felonies for uh, like medium to low level weed distribution, I would yeah. say hundred percent. Let's go. But that's not that you're talking about anyone. You're talking about someone who raped a fucking little girl, or someone who like killed yeah. somebody, like. We're talking all classes of felons. Yeah. Yeah. When you have a felon felony of like, and and you're talking about giving someone their right to vote again, but because you're a felon, it's just that's felon across the board. You know, a felon who who uh, distributed weed versus a felon who sodomized a child is a very different felony. Um, Or you know, distributed fucking child pornography. Yeah. That's a very different mindset. That's a very different person. You know, they 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 both have very different walks of life. Um, I think that maybe instead of having once again, instead of having this bill written so freaking vaguely, um, maybe if they were a little bit more, uh, you know, focused, you know, if there was if there was some more focus in this, I I could probably get behind it. Yeah, sure. That's me. 
Um, but I, I mean, I get that they're trying to restore the whole voting rights thing, and yeah. yeah, it's the most fundamental and valuable of American privileges. But like both of you say, like if you haven't, but, you know, but the truth completed is, the, your the matter term, is, we we at least they can get their rights back. I know of other states, right. like I said, fucking Virginia for sure. You can yeah. have your fuck. Yeah. So, which brings me to Prop 18. Shit. Letting some 17-year-olds vote. I repeat, letting some 17-year-olds vote. Some. You vote vote yes, it would allow 17-year-olds who will be 18 at the time of the next of the next general election to vote in primary elections and special elections uh for example my birthday's in february i was uh, 18 going on as a senior in high school i would be allowed to vote wait 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 say that, that again that's the criteria say for example you're senior in high school you turn 18 later uh in the second semester which is like i don't know january February, March, April, May, and you graduate in June, but you you turned 18 even on your graduation day, right? Um, if you turn uh, if you turn 18 before that, I believe there's I, I and this is a criteria. I'm not. I gotta do a little bit more digging on this. I don't know what the what the window of of um. Okay, of months, I guess, is it is for you to qualify to vote as a 17 year old. And I'm assuming it's anywhere from six to seven months, though. Well, what I what I got from this, though, yeah. is not I think you're going further than that. I think what I got from this is it kind of exactly what happened to me when so when I was 18. Did we talk about this on there or we talk about this in private? No, I think before before off we <laughs> offline, we we uh, yeah. we talked about so this. And you, you're one of you're one of the, those examples, right? Yeah. So check this out. So what I took away from this is that they're saying they want to let some 17-year-olds vote in basically in primary elections leading up to the election. So like for me, prime example, I, my mm. birthday is November 2nd, Dia de los Muertos. But but a lot of times election day falls on my birthday. So back in 1996, my birthday was the day before election day. So I turned 18 the day before I could vote. However, mm. I wasn't allowed to vote in any of the primaries coming up or any of the local primaries or any, any of my, my community primaries. I couldn't vote in any of those. So when basically I could vote in the general election because I turned 18 the day before, but I had no say in what actually gets put on the ballot. So I, I understand, I, I understand where this is coming from. So this doesn't involve general elections, just the primaries. No, no, no. This it, basically no, what it, is okay. It's it's primaries and uh, the general elections. Yeah. But it, it, it's uh, it's young people's young people whose birthdays fall between the primary and general election are currently at a disadvantage, of course, because yeah. they can't vote, but this will allow them, if their birthday falls, in this case, it would be wit. Say the primaries are the following year, but his birth, his birthday's in November, he turns 17. Wait, wait, wait. Um, so the, the primary the would year? be in March. Yeah, It's like, okay, say you turn 17 your senior year, right? 
in November. Yeah. You're not going to be uh, you're going to be a 17 year old senior. That's that, that's a lot of the case. Uh, you're going to graduate high school. You're, you're going to be out. But the general the primaries are that March and you're still 17. You are allowed to vote if this passes and you're allowed to vote in November. No, it, no, no, no. You have that's to what it's be saying, 18, no? you have to be 18 to vote when the general election occurs. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. OK. So your so. birthday has to be before November, whatever it is, second, fourth, fifth, eighth, whatever. You know, the first two, it's the first Tuesday in, uh, so, in November. So if your birthday's in October, you're good. Yeah. If, well, here's what they're saying. If your birthday's in October and you turn 18, you can yeah. vote in the in the general election for sure. But the pro- what they're saying is you are old enough to, to, to vote at that time. But while you were 17, because the, gen- the, the primary election was six months before the general election, mm-hmm. but you couldn't vote in the, pri- in the primary election because you were too young, even though you were four months too young or three months right. too young. Um, that I think what at least this is my interpretation of what they're saying is that yeah. so in my case back in 1996, I I worked I I I, uh, I could vote on for the general election, but I I had basically I had a say in the final the final vote, but I didn't have a say, you know, six months earlier. When the primaries happen, I didn't have a say in what is actually on the ballot because we all know that in March we voted on a lot of other stuff that is going to be put on that is going to be put on the ballot in November. So there are some things that we voted on in, you know, especially when it comes to like we're talking about, like propositions and district stuff and and um, and and state stuff. We, We vote in the primaries to see if it'll even get on the ballot. You know what right. I mean? So Which is what, what we did this this past March on yeah. these propositions. So what they're basically you know. saying is, let's say pretend that I'm 17 right now. If yeah. I'm 17 right now, but I'm turning 18 in October, um, yeah. I couldn't vote on the primaries, but I can vote in the general election. So what my interpretation of this is basically saying like, hey, we should let some 17-year-olds vote on, on the primaries because they're mm-hmm. going to be – Basically, they're going to be part of this general election, so they right. should be part of the whole process, even though they're, you know, four to six months younger. Um, right. Which I, I see, I, pers- I see, I see the point. Yeah, and I think that's logical. I also think kids don't know shit. That's one of the cons, <laughs> dude. That's one of the cons that came up. Like, I, I, yeah. I want it. I want the. I want the proposition to be. Uh, you can't vote until you pay bills for a year, motherfucker. <laughs> I wanted to say, I wanted to say, you can't you can't vote until you've worked in the service industry and had motherfuckers wait. You wait on someone all night and they don't yeah, tip you six, anything. Six, like, yeah, six oh, months in the service that's industry. Brutal. All right, then you're allowed to vote. Yeah. <laughs> when did you work, McDonald's? We didn't create Bathroom? multiple stipulations. But the point is, you paid some kind of dues before. You go voting, right? Yeah. I get what they're saying. Because you, know, you got to have skin in the game. you got to have skin in the game. Well, another thing, too, one of, the, the uh, one of the pros that came up on it was basically saying, like, you know, young people's birthdays, they, they want everybody to be a part of the whole process. Like, okay, yeah. I get that. That makes sense. It's across the board. They're part of the process across the board. Um, one of the cons that came up was it said uh, 17-year-olds are legal minors. Under that definition, they are still considered children. Um yeah. They are. They are almost all yeah. living. At you're home. not. You're not allowed. You're, you're. You're not allowed to smoke. 
Yeah. You're not allowed to own a firearm. Yep. You can't even join the military yet. You so how are you going uh, to uh, They're saying that um, <laughs> that this is the interesting part. They were saying that uh, they are almost all still living at home and under strong influence from the parents. Uh, this is not conducive uh, to independent thought and voting without without uh, undue pressure from their immediate superiors. So basically saying like this is it's kind of like a way to get an extra vote for whoever's in that house. So if I'm mm. 17 and I'm living in a Republican yeah, home. Because the average 17 year old doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So their parents going to vote for them. So I grew up they with a set of TikTok values. videos. That's what they want to do. If I grew up in a, if I grew up in a, you know, if I'm 17 and I'm growing up in a dominantly Republican household and, yeah. and then, and then they allow me to vote. Basically it's just, it's an extra vote for Republicans. Same thing yeah. on the other side, same thing on Democrats. If I'm living in a democratic home and all of a sudden I can, it's an extra vote. I, I think I, 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 I see that logic. I, I, I totally yeah. see that logic that, when you're when you're raised in that in that and it also goes uh, goes to say that 17 year olds will um will almost always still be in high school and they're under strong influence from their teachers as well so you know you got to think that they're very impressionable they're although very I would imp- say that that college is more political than high school oh 100 yeah. percent absolutely yeah, I think so too but yeah. but I you know that argument ag- against this bill I um I get it. That's a good argument. You know, uh, 17 year olds are, you know, now granted, that's not all 17 year olds across the board for sure. But I think there are a lot of, I mean, shit, I know 25 year olds that are very impressionable. And, but like for a 17 year old, I I see the argument saying that, you know, if we let them vote in the primary, it's just an extra vote going towards whatever their parents want them to vote for. Um, It's very, you know, as we got older, I had a lot more independent thoughts than my parents did. You know, I, right. when I grew up I was surrounded by my parents and I kind of just believed what they believed until I got to the point where I started free thinking for myself. But, but again, my thing is, Wit this is not even the, the not Amish even a, village. <laughs> but the point for me is it's not even on the proposition, but the point is you don't really have your own thought until you start making your own money, working or doing kind of your own thing. True. So, it's I think it's adult I transition. Think it's, yeah, I think it's weird to, to let people who are still completely dependent on other people. Mm-hmm. Essentially, they're just leeches still. <laughs> and they get to vote and have a say. I don't, I don't get it. Six months I li- minimum. I like Six to months call of them succubuses. <laughs> life suckers. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, that, that's a hard no yeah. for me, man. Yeah. That's a hard no. They can't, they can't even wipe their ass correctly. They can't even wipe their ass correctly. I would say this. Vote for somebody? Point, if even if you turn 18 in October and you can vote in the general election, vote in the general election. If you're that involved in it, yeah. you know, maybe you don't at that point, you don't need to be a part of the primary. Start when you start, like I did, you know. Yeah. All right, so I'm prop 19 what I do is probably the yeah. best thing and everybody should do what I do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All the time. No, but but remember, with my point of view, you can uh, like say if you said you have to have a year's worth of uh, paying bills under your belt, yeah. you can start that shit when you're 15. Yeah, I know people who've done it. You know, who well, has shitty ass parents, people... shitty ass backgrounds, started working real young. You know what? You're already an adult. 
I know you're 16 and a half, but you've proven yourself. Okay, hold on. I'm going to go, go on. <laughs> I'm going to go on devil's advocate on this. What about that dude that is still playing video games at 27, living in his mom's basement and hasn't... Nothing. You don't get a motherfucking vote. You get nothing. <laughs> you don't get supper. Yeah. That dude, he's like, Mom, meatloaf. <laughs> meatloaf. Meatloaf. I'm hungry now. I never know what she's doing. <laughs> Guys, speaking of, speaking of living in your uh, mother's basement, the, the Prop 19 property tax breaks, right? It will allow homeowners who are over 55, disabled, or victims of natural disaster to take a portion of their property tax base with them when they sell their home or and buy a new one. It would also limit the ability of new homeowners who inherit properties to keep their parents' or grandparents' low property tax payments. Most of the additional money raised would go into a state fire response fund. I'm not a homeowner. So so, so, so this is who this is this is who is benefiting from this. Okay. People who are already over fifty-five and mm-hmm. had their homes for a long time want to sell it and get into a new home within California or yeah children of people who have already paid off their homes and now they want to inherit the house plus have a really low tax payment mm-hmm. what, what do you guys that, think that don't that, that don't that don't apply to me sure. <laughs> yeah uh, i'm gonna say what if i, I want to buy a house what, what if i want to buy that house that they, they want to get and they're gonna beat well, me to it because they got more money. I, I, I think if you're if you if you help you if you're retiring, you need to go to Florida. Yeah. But if you want to buy the house that they're so if someone who is fifty five is selling your house and you're buying mm-hmm. it, you're buying it and paying the property taxes at the regular rate of today. They are that is correct. They are keeping their property taxes that they got when they bought it right. in nineteen fifty two, and they're taking so, they can, it, they're, so that they can buy a new house, a exactly. smaller home, or somewhere else, and take up more room. Listen, hey, if you I had your run in California. Hey, if Get I was your ass to Florida. If I, was, <laughs> if I was 55 and, and I had a home for that long, I mean, that, yeah, that seems like a good thing, you know? But at that time, like, I don't know. At that point, it's like... Victims of natural that, disaster I mean, that, like that birth. One, that, part, <laughs> the, that part for me is questionable. But two even more questionable is... You're leaving your house to your kids, and then they get to pay the same low tax rate that yeah. you bought the house at. Yeah. What? Yeah, that, no. that's a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, let, let me get that tax rate, man. What the fuck? Like, no, no. Uh, that's just me being fucking like, uh, yeah. Look, I'm I'm gonna leave. Cal- I'm gonna leave California and make room for other people. Yeah, I'm coming down. Be somebody. Yeah, so all right, and then now prop twenty. Prop twenty is criminal sentencing, parole, and DNA collection initiative. So the prop would amend several criminal sentencing and supervision laws that were passed between twenty eleven and 2016 under the Obama administration, it would allow prosecutors to charge, repeat, or organize petty theft 
as a felony, requiring uh, require probation officers to seek tougher penalties for those who violate the term of their parole three times and exclude those who have been convicted of domestic violence. Wait, wait, wait. And exclude those who have been convicted of domestic violence and certain nonviolent crimes from, from early, early parole. parole. Yeah. Wait, wait, oh, no, no, it's this is, this is, this oh, is the wording you were talking about. Yeah. Though. So check it out. So it's excusing, it's excluding. Um, so basically like domestic violence and certain not, uh, nonviolent crimes. It's saying that it's excluding them from early parole. Okay. Basically saying like if you beat your wife, you're gonna stay in longer than than it, it's it's a harsher punishment, basically. Okay. Well I, I what I'm what I what I'm hearing is that they're like grouping two different very things into one bill. Yeah. That's, so that's that from, like so that's that like I'm, I'm getting that so that I'm like torn because we're talking about two different things. So the first part makes sense to me. Uh the the whole organized step thing. Yeah. Uh, you got to remember that this involves money. So currently, right. if you don't steal more than $950 a week, it's considered a misdemeanor, which means you never do any jail time. Right. So there are organizations. Is that, is that why they're saying that, um, you know, uh, what does it say? Uh, penalties for those who violate the term with their parole three times. So people who do people who violate this multiple times and it, like, and it's a track record of you doing this. Right. Now we're going to step you up from a mis misdemeanor to a felony. Right. Is that what you're saying? Well, the first part was organized. So if they find you in a pattern of stealing shit, yeah, right. well, now, now they can make it a felony because previously they made it a misdemeanor so long as you don't steal over a certain amount of stuff. Right. So you can get away with $950 a week and you'll never do any jail time. So if you're kind of like a street living person and so it creates these like I live near the, the I live near the uh, the riverbed here and sometimes there's little encampments of people and like they literally have like all these areas of bikes and shit they steal and it's like these these rings of, of people stealing shit and bring it back, selling it. It's kind of they keep their little uh, I don't know, river communities. Um, yeah. No, here. I live in Huntington Beach, and and yeah. we're we're getting bicycles stolen daily, like multiple it, bikes stolen. It's turning into and Venice Beach, dude. Thing. I see the same thing down the street. I'll, I'll go to the park, and I'll see a little encampment of of maybe three dudes that are there with like twenty bikes, and they're just like they take them, they take them apart, and put them back yeah. together, and yeah, they yeah. Really so, exchange the parts so that they can sell it as a different bike. Yeah. So it's become a business for these kind of a speaker communities. Uh, and that's a problem. So, so but, this bill is trying to counter that. Th this is what they're I, not I don't able to put them though. in prison. This is what I don't understand, Omer. And I, like I, I tell Wit, I go riddle me this, Batman. This is what's considered non-serious and non-violent here in California. Uh, this allows you to get out of jail or prison, prison er earlier, right? These are the non-serious and non-violent crimes: drugging and raping somebody. Raping a developmentally disabled person, spousal abuse, a drive-by shooting, human trafficking of a child. That's considered non-serious and non-violent? You're reading this read? These are the pros, right? So I'm saying, like, is that true? Is that because it reads right now, California crimes... <laughs> that are considered non-serious and non-violent 
and that allow you to get out of jail or prison earlier are drugging and raping, like I just named. And the public never had any idea. They were not considered serious or violent crimes in the state of California. When they hear it, they're shocked. I'm shocked right now. Why are those considered non-serious and non-violent? Uh, I don't know. If it, but, but, but here's the thing. We're talking about... Drugging and raping somebody. Of- That's non-violent? That's non-serious? Like, so, so what that doesn't sound right. No. <laughs> Wait, but, so what they're saying is those things, they want to take away the possibility of early parole for any of those crimes. Yeah. 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 That's a good and thing, I think. Why, yeah, thank you. You agree with me, man. <laughs> I'm like, you want to like, take away the possibility of parole or you want to take away... No, that's crazy. Yeah, it's still it, on a case-by-case basis. So if the bill doesn't pass, the people who did those things will still have a parole board review yeah. it just yeah. as, they, as they did before and, and probably go no you can't get parole yeah but i but think now it's saying, gonna say you cannot get parole yeah I, they, exactly that's what they're saying so like if if some guy rapes a child and goes to prison as of the law states right now in however many years he can come out and and have uh, you know get parole now what this law is saying is nah you did this you're gonna stay in for the whole time you're not allowed to have right. parole. so right. ba- you know I mean, but, but do you see how they're grouping this one yes, in with exactly. the other one? They're grouping because because this one is the one that is more likely for people to go, yeah, fuck them. Yeah, but exactly. they're grouping it in with this other one, which is I, I would I would never go for. It. Yeah, the the cons are a little bit the what, what's the con? Uh, Hold on a second. Here, real, real no. Going back to the pros, this is what's interesting is that like yeah. what you said that they're grouping a lot of stuff together now. Um, when you look at human trafficking of a child, that right. yeah, I, I agree with it. I, I don't think they should get parole. Um, but when you look a little bit before that, it says spousal abuse. Now, here's the yeah. interesting part. And now, trust me, I'm not advocating you beat your wife. I, what I'm saying is <laughs> that I know personally people that just I to know. Be clear, just to be clear, just to be clear, right now. <laughs> like, yeah. But I know personal friends of mine who literally well, what have, she does, but when she doesn't make the sandwich right uh, no no no. i know personal friends sandwich. of mine that, 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 that got caught in in literally did nothing uh i'm not even bullshitting i don't want to give too many uh, i won't name names or anything like that but literally the girl was angry at him she uh she tripped over over something fell down called the cops blamed him he was in a world of of pain for years years because and he was like he's like this is ridiculous the the fact that that they believed her over like the the situation so here's like what like well well you're getting getting into the fact that case by case situation that that, uh if you get called if the police get called for any kind of domestic violence you're on the losing end as a man. Mm-hmm. You're really mm-hmm. better off just getting the fuck out as oh, soon as guaranteed. the woman gets violent, even a little bit. Just, just yeah. run away because yeah. the law is not stacked on your side. Yeah. Uh, so I, so that makes this even worse to vote. But what I was telling you though was <laughs> they're 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 lapping all these things together, like you said. So right. You know. The first part I'm comp- I, I I can't get on board with. The second part emotionally I want to get on board with, but at the yeah. same time, you're removing 
the normal process of law for some people. You yeah. might not like those people, but everyone deserves the same review of justice. You're saying, yeah. well, because I don't like these crimes, I'm going to remove your ability to be reviewed by the parole board? Mm. That seems wrong. Even though you don't like these people because of what they did, you know everyone deserves the fair shake under the law. You know what's crazy is that we're looking at this, and I'm just realizing that we're, we're you know, we're, we're the three of us here are debating this, and we're talking about different situations and blah blah blah. And when we you really read it, it's written so vaguely that we're we're all kind of three of us taking our own interpretation of what right. it is, yeah, we're, you know where I mean? it could go. We're thinking of all the ways that it could go that are not good. All right, like eh, let's follow that to its logical yeah. conclusion. That so might fuck some people over. You know? here's, here's here's one of the one of the one of the bullshit parts of this is that you know some random 18 year old kid's gonna walk into the voting booth look at this and be like eh sounds good you know it right you know Fun what I mean this, right like and, you know because the way it's working sure yeah I, I just don't know if this is <laughs> I I literally have to I mean I'd have to yeah, dive this, into this one's part. a little bit more. It's it, this one. It gets really complicated because then it, it, then it also applies to false like people who are falsely accused of shit, like you were mentioning. So this is oh what does man. it mean about DNA collection initiative? Like that's something we haven't even talked about in this whole thing. We're talking about criminal. Yeah, we were talking about. I didn't. I didn't even get into that. Really, you mentioned yeah. it right at the beginning. DNA collection over. initiative. That's okay. Well, let's look that up real quick. Um, that's DNA. It. And also, when you look at this, sorry, real quick, it had said, um, you know, the support for this, meaning the people who want to give give people oh, no again, parole. Where's the money coming from? That's where I'm. That's where exactly where yep. I'm going. So when you say like, you know, the people who want this to happen, where they want people to not have parole, um, so support has raised 1.6 million with 50,000 from San Bernardino County Sheriffs. Okay, that makes sense you know that they want they want they you know if they catch somebody and they they catch them multiple times i i can see where where they would be behind this especially being in law enforcement they're they they're the ones who see these people on a regular basis and they're like okay if we've let you out six times and you're doing the same shit all the time maybe your punishments should be yeah. more severe i get that and then yeah. it says opposition i agree i agree with the first part of it the first half of it yeah. i agree with because these are people who are making a living off of being dirtbags, essentially. Mm -hmm. And okay, they've taken I, advantage of a law so that they never do any jail time. However, the second half, I, mm -hmm. it's confusing. It's very, it's, got, very, it's very vague. And then you have the opposition who has raised uh, $2.1 million, um, major funding from a foundation, it looks like, another mm -hmm. action fund. You know, you gotta, you gotta follow the money. So DNA, DNA initiative is basically based on the technology that is used to ensure accuracy and fairness in the criminal justice system. That means taking, you know, swabs, uh, drawing blood, uh, taking the stuff to federal, state and for, uh, local forensic labs, police, medical professionals, uh, to victim service providers, that type so of shit. Is so, a, is, this, is this a co specific company? I don't know if it's a specific company. Again, that this is the question. But what where I'm looking at it is, uh, it's on a 
on a dot gov uh, website. And the goal is to eliminate the current backlog of unanalyzed DNA samples and biological evidence for the most serious violent offenses, which are rapes, murders, and kidnappings, and for convicted offender samples needing testing. Okay, this is where this comes in. Check this out. So one of the cons that I wrote, that I I saw here, people who are are against this bill, they put... uh, it's a prison spending ga- scam uh, at a time where we are actively closing prisons and reallocating funds towards what's needed in communities. They're doubling down on solidifying their places uh, on the wrong side of history. Uh, when, uh, when we're considering a proposal that would increase penalties for low-level offenses, so we're considering this, this, for, uh, this proposal for increasing the penalties on low-level offenses, in a system that already profoundly bi- uh, is biased against uh, uh, black, indigenous, and Latino Californians, I think it's mm. clear that in there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's clear mm. that in uh, fucking that, pander to me, son of a bitch. <laughs> I think it's clear that it would only extend harm to our criminal justice system. So this, I can't remember who said this. It was someone who was against this bill, basically saying yeah, yeah. that that. If we're if we're if we're proposing that we give uh, higher penalties for low-level offenses, um, that it's just going to hurt. Um, it's going to so, hurt. I understand what he's saying, but I also yeah. already knew about part of this inherently because I live near where this is going on, and I've seen the thefts going on in my neighborhood, and it's a direct mm-hmm. result of the policy that says as long as you don't steal this much, we're not going to put you yeah. in prison, right? Yeah. It's like slap on the wrist, you have to go to court, but these people don't care anyways because they kind of live out in the street. So yeah. it leads to a little mini culture of organized oh, theft. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I live on yeah. the, I live close to the riverbed as well, yeah. um, just a different riverbed. And I'm, I'm, uh, I live, it, so you remember- um, Down by the river. <laughs> you, you remember um, Tent City over by Angel Stadium. Sure. Um, oh yeah. god! So, and it was I like see, I, I could smell it from the freeway. <laughs> yeah. It was like over over two miles of uh, of of tents and encampments. Yeah. And I live I live fairly close to the riverbed in Huntington Beach, and I I started noticing there was a lot of uh, a lot of pandering, a lot of um uh, pandering uh, panhandling, um, and there was a lot of transients hanging out at the gas stations and just around, and. Um, my wife and I are, are very big on, on, uh, on, you know, supporting animals and we're just, you know, we love animals. So that's what we do. So we, we have food in the car and stuff like that. And we were driving around and my wife, she saw a homeless guy out there with a, a dog and she stopped us. She's, we, I told her from the get, I'm like, babe, please don't give anybody money. Please be very careful. Um, you know, she, I think she was getting gas and she was like, Hey, can I give your dog some, some food? I have some food with me. And she started a conversation with him and she was like, Hey, you know, how's everything going? Are you okay? What's going on? And he goes, yeah, we're good. You know, we just, we live up, up the riverbed. We've got a tent up the, up the riverbed and, but we come down here cause you know, people give more money down here. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, that's sure. Okay. sure. They're, they're, okay. they're, they're, they're survivalists, right? Yeah. Survivalists so, living outside the city. Now, yeah. now there might be people like that who are just, you know, maybe they're not criminals. Maybe they're not, you know, uh, doing anything bad, but there yeah. are, but we can't be blind to the fact that there are criminals and there are people out there that are that are 
are reoffending, you know, day after day, week after week. So this bill, if I'm interpreting it right, is basically saying um, if you're doing this multiple times, then mm -hmm. you need to have a harsher part punishment because obviously, sure. you know, giving you the misdemeanor or giving you the ticket isn't doing anything. Now, the second sure. part of it, like we were talking about the, uh, the, the, the DNA collection, yeah. ah, that's weird. I, that, well, it, are they Joe, trying to I just, just abolish, something abolish that everything? I, I was, I was so trying to more, highlight that's here. That's just more no for me. No. That means they subcontract to 23andMe and Ancestry DNA. And this is something yeah, yeah, that yeah. I showed with last time on the last podcast about my Ancestry hey, DNA. Hey, guys, and, I'm drinking too much tequila. I'm going to go get some water. Here, go for it. Go for it. Um, Don't get shit, naked man, without me. <laughs> oh, it, it, we're twenty steps ahead of you, um, but no, I mean it's 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 uh. You know what? Scroll back up, dude. The it, it's 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 so crazy that a lot of these are tied together in to a me, very like, very eloquent way. Yeah. To me, it seems like first of all, if we're sentencing criminal sentencing and parole, why are we tying DNA collection? involved with this like to I me if, if no it's like idea that is so fucking crazy though like, like what if you're, if you're, i if, know i know it's the accuracy of, of investigations of forensics bro but but i i get i i catch your vibe dude i know what you mean that's um, the weirdest thing dude like no, and when, like i said dude when i was looking at the you know the pros and cons um you know they come up with some some good uh arguments on both sides you know, yeah. and, and to be honest, and for anybody who is actually still with us and watching, um, <laughs> the, literally, that's what this whole thing, this whole podcast is about. It's not about what we think is right. It, it's about we're trying to throw the argument out there. Um, we're, we're trying to throw the proposition out there. This is what we are voting on. This is what people are saying is good about it. This is also what people are saying is bad about it. And then, you know, we kind of talk about our opinions on it. And and then, you know, hopefully you make a, a better informed decision. You know, not to say that we are the end all be all. Please go do more research. Uh, uh, look up, you know, look into this stuff. And, and if you find something that we're talking about that, that, that maybe we don't know what we're talking about, let us yeah. know. Because I'm human. And maybe I'm interpreting this completely wrong. But uh, I... I, I I enjoy a healthy conversation. Please en enlighten us if you if you hear. Oh, did you bring anything for us? Oh, thank you, Omar. You're too kind. Virtual drinks. God, I think that one was one of the tougher ones. The because the it's still 20. vague. Yeah, that's weird, man. Yeah, it's, it's. I think that one and the affirmative action one was just like those were some difficult. Yeah. Um, Omar. Okay, so so I was just saying like. We were going, kind of going over everything and saying how, like, you know, we're we're letting everybody know what the prompt is, um, what some of the arguments are on the affirmative, and what some of the arguments are on the the, the cons, and then kind of what we think, and you know, but do your own due diligence. And I was kind of saying that for me, the this last one was was kind of a rough one to to wrap my head around because it of because of how vaguely it was written. And then also, I think the affirmative action one was kind of a rough one too, because yeah. there's so many arguments on both sides that are like, eh, I might want to dig a little bit deeper on this stuff, you know? 
But when you try well, to fill quotas with just filler, that's that's well, for, different. For me, deal. it's just a difference of of ideological opinion. With the with the affirmative action one, it's do you believe it's the government's job to create more equality of outcome, or you think it's the government's job to kind of just stay out of the way and don't create undue inequality? Yeah. I'm more of like the latter. Like, just don't, don't get in people's ways and enforce your beliefs on what's naturally yeah, going to happen. Right. Yeah. Well, I definitely need to dive in a little bit deeper on some of these. Yeah. What do we got on uh, 21? Well, well, but Prop 21, this is, you know, funny you should mention uh, transients in the intense city. So Prop 21, Local Rent Control Initiative. It would allow cities to introduce new rent control laws or expand existing ones. Uh, support has raised 16.68 million with 99.8% from the AIDS Healthcare Foundation and the opposition has raised 16.25 million, including 4.70 million from Essex Property Trust. $117,000 from California Rental Housing Association and other property owner groups. This is a little bit more. How does the eighth one have skin in the game? I'm confused. I have no fucking idea. That's a great question. And this is the summary it amends state law to allow local governments to establish rent control on residential properties over 15 years old. Allows local limits on annual rent increases to defer from the current statewide limits. It also allows rent increases in rent control properties of up to 15% over three years at start of new tenancy. Wait, hold the phone. Okay, now this is in my realm because Omar, yes. you own your house, but I rent. So I'm a renter as well. So so basically this is saying that if I if I move into a place today that my rent can go up upwards of 15% in 3 years so they can raise my rent by 5% every year and up to 7% per year. Oof, I don't know about this one. 7% per year. So pros. all it's saying is and this, there's more stipulations. So as long as you don't have more than two houses, you're not affected. Say yeah. I have my house and I buy one more house and I rent that house out, not affected. Yeah. You're only affected if the house, you've had it more than 15 years, and you have three or more homes. So well, what, does effect, that mean for, uh, what does that mean for someone like me? So someone like me, I've lived here in my apartment for three years. I live in Huntington Beach. Uh, I pay a grip of money, but I live in a complex where they have like fucking a million units, right? So, does that does this prop say that they can raise my rents by five percent per year? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I no, mean, but no, this no, is no, no, it's no, already it's already difficult. No, that's no, if, this, it, they, this, if you vote no on it, then yeah, right, that will no, happen. Said, yeah. This prop, this prop is setting a limit on how much they can rent. Yes. It's saying that's the limit of how much they because otherwise they can do whatever the fuck they want, right? They can, yeah. They're just gonna uh they're gonna follow the market. Whatever you know people are willing to pay, 
which is, which is, I mean, which is ridiculous because our market is ridiculous right now, uh, especially you when it comes get. to rent. Guess who drafted this one out, man? Who? Let me guess. Senator who? Bernie Sanders. And nice. this is what he said, and I quote, nice. among the 17 million renters in California, the suffering is unabated. Not only do we see increased homelessness, oh, absolutely, but the affordability crisis has reached epic proportions with many people paying 50% or more of their income to keep a roof over their head. He also, he also uh, says that this initiative, this, this proposition, will allow California cities to pass sensible limits on rent increases and protect families, seniors, and veterans from skyrocketing rents. Yeah. He, he goes on to say, I was born and raised in a three and a half room rent control apartment in Brooklyn, New York. That most min the most minimal form of economic security was crucial for the family. But today, that type of economic security does not exist, and it doesn't, yeah. dude. It yeah. does not. Sure. And as now, much as like you know, normally, the, normally I would be very much against rent control. But this specific bill has stipulations in it. It's not saying rent control yeah. across the board. It's saying that if you have three plus properties, and if that property you had it more than fifteen years, yeah. then you fall under rent. Yeah, because at that point, you probably own most of them outright. It's a business for you at that point. And you're making that money up. It's not the same as somebody who has one or two houses and yeah. he's getting by. And we live in such a concentrated city that at some point you have to keep people from having monopolies on property and places to live. You know? Well, that's one of the hardest parts. I mean, for me, yeah. you know. I, I've moved around a few times here and there because, uh, you know, uh, amenities, but also because of uh, it's it's just been difficult. You know, times where California is not easy to live in. You know, if you're if you're, you know, well, I mean, you're a homeowner and and you have a great job. You've got a great career going. And, you know, that's but not that you're you're kind of like which is weird because that used to be the norm people would have jobs and people would have careers and people would have you know you could live off of a one one income family and mm -hmm. you know and but times have changed so drastically that you know that i would i would say that probably more of the norm at least at least the norm in my circles that i know is you know people that are living off of like two incomes renting in you know and and living so much below their means just to just to get by you know and especially in this time right now like i can't imagine if my you know if my lease was up on my apartment in you know right now and they were to up it by five percent i mean shit, i can barely afford it right now you know let alone i could barely afford it before COVID. you know yeah. then, then when the shutdown happened and everything and you know i'm one of those people that lot is is you know not essential um because i'm a musician and i'm a yeah. i'm a big worker so i lost my fucking career um literally like overnight I, I i it's been really really weird but i can't imagine if if my uh if my you know lease was up and they increased it by five percent i'm like dude i couldn't even pay, you know pay what's up so i mean if this bill will uh, will slow that and at least give us a fighting chance, you know, I mean, I'm all for it for me. Well, I, here's, 
I, on, I agree on, with it for on. the most part, and again, it's only because it has very specific stipulations of who it would impact. Well, it's it seems like this bill was very well written. Uh, well, I would say from <laughs> from all the other bills we've read tonight, I think this one is a little bit more uh, focused. Here's what happens if it's approved. Um, it says it's, it will hurt renters by discouraging private sector builders from bringing more affordable housing units to the market. Pause. I have not seen private sector builders where I worked all over Los Angeles bringing in more quote unquote affordable housing units to market. Bullshit. I, I, I would so, I would I would take so out the word affordable because I would take it because here in Huntington Beach we've got a lot of developments going up, but the word affordable is yeah. not in those developments. Like I no. mean, they're they're not. They're saying that the solution to lowering rental prices won't come from more government mandates and rules. What? Who the fuck's saying that? I think what but they're instead trying to from reasonable changes to strict zoning laws, high building costs, and lengthy permitting no, processes no, no. yeah That's, well i don't know i've never i've never built a housing unit there it might be the case that cities are very hard to deal with because there's so many regulations and so the, sure. only, the sure. only companies the only companies that can come in and build are big companies who have a background of a bunch of apartments and so maybe it's going to discourage them from coming in and building new things I can see that argument to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, but from what I see on the daily, that's yeah. it's not the case because you know. But remember, we have, fifteen years old. Remember that. Yeah, true. That but, but so what that's we have what is we it, have. Yeah. What they're saying though is they're saying that the cons is it's gonna this bill is gonna stop people from coming in and building more affordable housing. That's what they say. Affordable but, housing. But remember, the bill within it has a stipulation if it has to be fifteen years old. Yeah. So that means it doesn't discourage you. Well, I think that it, it, what it does is it discourages the 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 rate of inflation. So hmm. you know uh, what we're talking about is like supply and demand, right? So right. if we have if we have the, uh, you know we have so many different apartments that we can all live in. What they're saying is that this bill keeping all the rent low and making it so difficult for people to come in and make af affordable housing. Um, that they're not going to come in and make the housing, so it's going to become more clustered, which I think is horseshit. And, and here's the thing. Well, hold on. Let me let me let me finish this thought real quick. I, I think it's horseshit because uh, all the time that I see all the different developments that are coming, especially I mean, especially Huntington Beach, but in mm -hmm. surrounding areas, Fountain Valley, Costa Mesa, um, you know, Garden Grove, we have these these like luxury apartments that are coming up and i'm sure you see them in downtown la as well Fuck luxury yeah. lofts that are coming up i lived in downtown la and in i lived in one of those high rises and it's not it's ridiculous and even huntington beach was cheaper than the downtown la downtown lofts. la like so but i lived in yeah i lived on the like the 12th floor across from the staples center and i paid a grip yeah. of money but yeah you know, but look at the location so, so so going back to this what i'm saying is they're saying that that these companies, they're discouraging companies from coming into Huntington Beach and and I, I'm using Huntington Beach because I live there. They're discouraging these companies to come in and build affordable housing, which they're not. They're coming in and they're building these luxury, Correct. you know, right on the beach stuff that literally like a 500 square foot, um, you know, apartment costs $5,000 to rent. That's not an affordable, you know, thing. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can 
get behind what they're saying there. You yeah, know, that's a hard. Uh, well, this has to pass. So uh, I would say. Here's 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 the thing. Vote who decides? Yes. My problem though is, who decides how low it's going to go? It or should be the government, stop, man. Or, yeah, it I should mean, be I, the government. But at some point, what if the people who are deciding the prices are essentially having control over who gets to survive and who doesn't? Yeah. And then mm. they're just. Well, dude, giving, that's why you're seeing such a huge cow exit right now. Like, people are bouncing, and people are. People aren't aren't people are vocal about it too. Like I mean, yeah. literally on their U-Haul, they're putting signs that say, you know, tax, you know, taxpayer, California taxpayer leaving California, you know, because I just can't hang here no more. You know, uh, I mean, I'll be honest, man, I'm pretty close to that. It's it's not easy to live here, you know, if, if, under my circumstances, anyways. Um, and I don't really live like a like a luscious like i'm not i'm not that i'm not you know going out to dinner every night and doing all that i i'm i'm pretty thrifty yeah. tonight and pretty budgeted which is but we all know that california is is one of the highest taxed um uh, you know tax states in, i'm with you man yeah. I, I, i'm here because of my family but oh shit john lawson what's up you finally some, tuned in hey how's it going but at some point i'm leaving probably in about two years actually where are you going Houston. Nice. Man, why is everyone going to Texas? What the fuck? Well, there's multiple reasons for me. I gotta be near the water because I love to fish. It's You're a good location right there. Perfect. I can go visit I can visit Austin. I can go to New Orleans. I can go up to the Ozarks. I'll be right back. I could I can All fly right. to the Yucatan or Tampa. Right. That's a good location. Now it's hot as fucking hell. Yeah, why yeah, see, uh, my buddy John Fields right here. Yeah, he he's from Nashville, Tennessee. Came to Is LA. He? Why would he come yeah, here? Nashville's cool, he, man. He, he's uh, another. Um, what do you what do you guys call each other? People in the Navy. Squid. He's a he's your he's a fellow squid for you. So he's uh he's uh what was he? Um, I know he's a he's a he's a medic. Corbin. Yeah, Cor is that Corman? There you go. Buzz Bobby Yellow. Corman up. Remember that? Um No, but here ultimately, man, he I I know gentrification gets thrown a lot, like uh, but in a different in a different sense. I it's more like marginalization as as as, as much as it is um a, a a fucking geographic science. Um, and this this bill proves it, man. It's like, like how in the fuck can you say that you're coming in to build affordable housing? That is a crock of shit, man. Crock of shit. It's not. That's not true, man. <laughs> uh, and I don't want. I don't want affordable housing, though. I just want housing. The minute they start calling it affordable housing, I get suspicious. Somebody's, it's like somebody's they're decorating a middleman, a middleman cut. All they did was they they instead of a, a chocolate dip fucking strawberry, it was a chocolate dip fucking abonero chile, bro, and you just bit into it. That's what it is. 
it's all in the presentation. It's all it's all the tone and delivery and how it's typed up like we're reading right now. That's what we're breaking the shit down. And which brings me to Prop 22. And this is the one I got to remind Wit about the lobbyist for Prop 22. I'm, I just I bookmarked it with so that way we could talk about it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know also Omar, you know, me and Omar, we played in actually it was my first my very first little fucking garage band whatever he was already like in 30 other bands because he's a band whore um but when you fucking omar look at that <laughs> johnny reyes fucking johnny reyes i didn't know he was on the podcast so prop 22 right prop 22 self-employment keyword not just for ride hail and app drivers self-employment so this this proposition would consider app-based drivers to be independent contractors and not employees and not agents. Therefore, the ballot measure would override AB5 with... Remember yep. AB5? Yep. I'm all for it. 100%. Signed last year. Remember, I was text messaging you guys of this shit. I'm like, dude, look out for this fucking bill, man. Yep. Don't sleep on it. Fucking read about it. Yep. And and on the question of whether app-based drivers are employees or independent contractors, this does not just apply to app-based drivers. It's conceptually the ABC rule. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Omar. Okay, well, I'll explain. So support has raised $111 million, including $30 million from Lyft, $30 million from Uber, and $30 million from DoorDash. Opposition has raised 866591 with the Transport Workers Union of America That's a providing five hundred grand. Okay. Me and Wit are very fucking passionate about this fucking prop, dude, because we're going to vote yes. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Because you this want, needs you to want, fucking pass. Because you're for right to work gig work. Right? Yes, I the want, gig economy. That's what Steel Rob does, by the way. That's their livelihood. Yeah. That's what I do. So, Uber I'm, and Lyft is like a job that anybody can do at any time. It can make you money. Just I, I, oh, I, I, got, I got an hour. I got an hour to work. You know, like anybody yeah. can do it yeah. at any time. Yeah. Not if this bill passes. Yeah. Not, they, not, this, if, not they, if they keep. Not if they keep. Well, I don't know how I, how it's structured, but no, this bill is countering it and getting yeah. rid of it. So yeah. So it's basically like, like that. That uh, Uber and Lyft is would be great the way it is. Like, hey, if I've got an extra couple hours and I want to work, great. But the way AB five was set up is that. They're like, no, we're looking out for you because we want you to get a, a living wage and we want you to get overtime and get this and get that. But at the same time, they're saying you need to have a set schedule and you need to have benefits and you need to have this. So you need to get paid this and have, you know, income tax. Taken so now out. you don't have no more cheap rides and no yep. more just riding whenever and you also, want. And also no more like no more doing lift when you're when you can. No, you do oh, yeah. lift when they tell you to because now you're an employee. Yeah. You're not a you're not an independent contractor. Or you have to choose a shift on the app. And I know this because I did this for nine months, Omar. I started last year in August, and I just stopped in March because of because uh, of COVID. My buddy, my buddy Vince did it. My buddy Adrian did it. Now they're yeah. both. One has his own business now, and one uh, is actually out of work because it's a Hollywood grip and everything. That's all shut down. But and he's his own work truck. That he yeah. Did, yeah. But however, 
he did that in the in between and made good money. It was like the way that they got by while they yeah. were figuring yeah. out what they were going to do. Exactly, yeah. and that was me and it's too. That kind of job, it's like for the hustler who's figuring things out. Yeah, I think that's a great, a great industry, and they're trying and to take it away. Yeah, well, no, they're trying no, to fact. regulate it. That's what they're yeah. trying to do. They're trying to regulate it the way they want to regulate it. Um, and okay, like I said earlier, I got something to say on this because we were talking earlier about lobbyists and and packs and super packs and stuff like that. Because here's here's, I mean, when you look at independent contractors. Lawyers are independent contractors. Doctors sure. are independent contractors. Um, why is it that? It, yeah, and there's well, there are some. So, yeah. but when when I was going over when they introduced AB five, I'm like, how come they're not? They, how why are they exempt from this? Why are they exempt from AB five? But musicians are hit, and. And you know, I they wrote AB five mostly for the Lyft and Uber because they're so. Upgrade. Wait a minute. Yeah. You wouldn't be allowed to just be a gig musician. Oh no! Oh no! I could, you have to be an employee of Turbo's Tavern. So twenty eight. Oh, West. I went through this, bro. I went through this back when yeah. they introduced it because oh, every fuck. every exactly that was my reaction, Omar. Every establishment that I worked for, um, they they all talked with me and they're like, okay. What do we have to do now to stay in compliance? Because basically we had to be employees. So now I worked in Steel Rod back then. Anyways, I worked five to six nights a week at different venues every night of the week. So that means I would have to be a not a 1099 employee, not an independent contractor. I would have to be a W-2 employee from Havana House, 28 West, Turnbull's Tavern, Tejas. Mm-hmm. King's Row, like I would have to literally. You're telling me, so, <laughs> like, and and at the same time, they were going to have to take out, um, you know, income tax, uh, uh, what is it, uh, unemployment tax. Mm-hmm. It's like we talked about earlier, follow the money. The thing is, they introduced AB five because a lot of these independent contractors, they're not paying income tax and unemployment tax, and all. So Correct. there's a lot of money that's going over the heads of of the state and you know but here's the thing what they don't realize is at the end of the year at the end of the year i pay my taxes like everybody else actually i everybody gets a a tax return right right not me i pay my taxes every year every year i pay taxes i don't get money back i'm an independent contractor and when i get paid every week or every day or every month or whoever i get paid from they don't take any taxes out i get my full check but at the end of the year, you better believe Uncle Sam is knocking on my door. So, like, hey, wait, um, uh, our money about, yeah, so, uh, about that. You know, about all that money you made last year. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's not there. It's so, but here's the thing: what I personally enjoy about being an independent contractor is that I can make my hours. I can work when I want. I can negotiate the rate that I want. I can, I, you know, there's there are things that I can write off for my business. Those are my write-offs. So yeah. instead, you know, so my my gap. There's. I'm still time. wrapping my head around the fact that they involved other independent contractors in this. Like they made yeah. it. Like so and, and, so let me tell you this. This is why because it I I had to wrap my head around. It. I was like, how come I'm lumped into this? Like I'm a I'm yeah. a big, I'm, you know I have friends who are chiropractors and they own their own business. They're like, why am I lumped into this? I'm an independent contractor. Like. 
There's, you know, masseuses. Yeah. They're independent contract. There's literally, you wouldn't believe. Hairstylists. The list hairstylists. goes on, man. You know, I mean, yeah. you're talking about literally like 65 to 70% of the workers in Southern California are gig economy workers. Yep. We are 1099 independent contractors. So I I, 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 I kind of see the argument that the, the lady, what was her name? Lorena something from from san diego she was a oh um lorena gonzalez she She's was the basically, one that introduced she, the bill ab5 uh, and, yeah. and her reasoning was well her reasoning was she wanted to she says that we're looking after you we're looking after the the the, the lift driver making sure that you get your uh your your paid sick days and we're making sure that you get your unemployment days and we're making sure the thing is most people who work these gigs they're not looking for that you know like people like me like i'm not looking for you to pay my sick days i work and i want to work for money and i want to work when i want to work so the fact that you're trying to force me into uh, system of like yeah. if i wanted a nine to five yeah. if i would go work on i would go find a nine to five. <laughs> yeah. so so and what what i had to wrap my head around was how come some of these like dominant fields are not lapped into it but i am well that's because they can afford they have money they have lobbyists they have packs they have super they have all these people that have influence so they can go and say hey you know this is a great thing for all these other people but we're set up so let's you know let's uh, uh we're going to contribute to your campaign uh for next year and we're going to eliminate you know exclude us from this because we're exempt because we're doctors or we're lawyers or we're this or we're that you know but the music industry we don't have lobbyists we don't have no. that power so nope. we get lumped into it and it's they're, tra- they're trying to kill the purest forms of capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. The non-corrupt version of capitalism. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm a, I'm a firm <laughs> believer that <laughs> pure capitalism does not exist anymore, man. It doesn't. It exists on a small scale. You know? It's yeah, like this, for it, example, and it's hey, like when you when you, uh, when you when you when you buy the elote on the street, capitalism. Exactly. <laughs> it's like fuck, man. Like the other thing too is like. I, I know not just musicians, but I also know people that, okay, like me, for example, they, we work a full-time job and, you know, some of us took a pay cut with the new job. Some of us didn't, but supplemental income is crucial for a household, especially if you're middle-class, man. Especially in California. Yes. No. You know, yeah, the, you want to save up for that vacation. You want to get away to San Diego. You want to go out of state. You want a plane ticket to Cabo, whatever, dude. You got to be able to hustle. Have, exactly, man. And you mean to tell me that I have to have two jobs, two W4 jobs <laughs> for, the, for that? No, dude. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I think we figured it out. We're completely against... Uh, Wait, no, we're, yeah. we're for this bill. Yeah. We're for yeah. Yeah. 100%. But it, it's, it's, um, uh, it's, it's, it, uh, apparently it's like they're demonizing these companies because now they've announced, like, okay, they're going to pull it from California if this actually pass, uh, does, doesn't pass. So there goes Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Postmates out of California and, and, who knows? I mean, they might move it to another state, and guess what? People will probably so they're follow. done for now. They're, for now, they're done until this 
But dude, Until they're smart. November will be the That's the, the best the, thing yeah. they could do because everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, we want Uber back." Fucking vote against yeah. this. So or we're vote voting. Yeah. So we're voting for, for this. For we're we're, yes, we're definitely we voting. We wanted for to this. pass. That's a yes. So, so. And anybody who um, enjoys steel rod music. Hey, I'm in an out of work cover band too. I want to be able to go back and fucking fuck around on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be honest. I, 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 I think I have a, a personal, you know, a stake in this, in this. Particular no, that's your, job. that's your full time work. That's this like is your my full time job. Yeah. This is what I do to support my family. So, uh, yeah, this is what I do to support my family. So, yep. you know, I'm going to fight on this one. I, I want, I, I'm 100 with you. Yeah, I took I'm, this career I'm 20 years ago, man. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Prop 23 is dialysis dialysis clinic requirements. So this is something I'm not versed, versed in. Maybe you can help me, Omar. So, Prop 23 would require chronic dialysis clinics to have a minimum of one licensed physician present at the clinic and to report data on dialysis related infections to the state and federal health officials. The ballot measure would also state that a chronic dialysis clinic cannot discriminate with respect to offering or providing care nor refuse to offer or, pro or to provide care on the basis of who is responsible for paying for a patient's treatment. So, so they're saying they have to give treatment for free? Is that what they're saying or no? Yeah, they're like, saying they can't. They're saying they're wording it in a way that sounds pretty, but they're saying if you don't have money and you don't have insurance, they still have to treat you. That's what I'm hearing. So, but that's going to increase uh, state and local government costs, likely in the low tens of millions of dollars annually. So, hmm. dialysis is, is a medical service that is pretty expensive and relatively new, and only one company really does it well. That's Davita. Yeah. And so, what they're trying to do is limit Davita's ability to make profits because they pretty much have a monopoly on the game. Right Wow, no shit. It's pretty much going out, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if they want to eliminate the monopoly, why don't they fund another company to come up and do just as good a job? Or just force them to split. So there was a time when America used to break up monopolies. We don't do that anymore. We just join companies together into these big Yeah, right. Megalodon companies. Um, I had AirTouch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. So I had Suncom and then it was AT&T and, AT and, and then it yeah. was <laughs> and then I got the chart next to Yeah. But, All right, so but I, 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 I'm not too versed in this. So but their, but their, but their say... solution is to tell them, well, you have to treat everyone as if, you know, anyone can get, get service. I don't like, know. That's okay, a weird prostitute, alcoholic, yeah. all that. All right, I, I, I got to do more research on that one. Yeah. But let's move to Prop 24 because 24 is very crucial. 24, consumer privacy protections. I'm sure everyone's noticed this when you visit a fucking website. Accept cookies. Please do not sell my information. Every website you, you knew you visit, it's a fucking thing. So if it passes, it would strengthen California's consumer privacy law and establish a California California Privacy Protection Agency. So no. support No okay. 
4.76 million has been raised from Alistair McTaggart. You want to set up an agency that gets to decide what is and what isn't <laughs> no. no, fuck you and your agency. Is this like space more force? bureaucracy? No more is bureaucracy. Like space no. Force? I was like, so. oh yeah, no, protect my privacy. Wait, wait, wait. You want to set up a task force? Fuck you and your task force. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with the CCPA, abbreviated for the California Consumer Privacy Act of 2018, this past two years ago. It basically removed the ability of businesses to fix violations before being penalized for violations. They were basically grabbing all your personal information, uh, not even not even like at your at your request, man. They were just na- like, oh, into your email here, like especially when you would log into a public Wi-Fi and to grant access. You're not supposed to enter your email. You're not. So There's it, no law so, saying that you have to enter an email to get so access to Wi-Fi. So this is going to stop who from doing what? Okay, Facebook is one of them. Cambridge Analytica, the whole thing that happened. That that, that was the big, uh, I guess, someone getting caught with the fucking hand in the cookie jar. Um, what they were doing is they were sharing consumers' personal information. They were not giving consumers the uh, the option to opt out uh, because there was sensitive information. There was there was breaches. There was um, all kinds of shit, man. I mean, I know this because I have I have a paid service from my uh, internet service provider that tells me if my email's been leaked <laughs> consistently and where it came from and what they're trying to do. And that's that's where the spam calls come from. That's where those um, oh log into your Netflix account here because your username has been compromised or whatever. Or then you get like those crazy like want to meet sexy girls in Rosemead? Click here. I, I wish I got more of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got any cocoa got, butter? It's so <laughs> fucking crazy. It's like. But um, Bring it the, over law, here. the law states that you have to, uh, they have to, these companies have to obtain permission before collecting data from consumers who are younger than 16. And I agree because the whole pedophilia thing that me and Wit so solemnly fucking, uh, I guess now we're lobbying about like, hey, if this yeah. is wrong and needs to go away and it's going to be hard. It's going to be a long mission. Um, but yeah, so, they have they have to obtain, obtain permission, dude, from the parents before listen, getting all that data. Yeah, you ha- you had me at protect my information. You yes. lost me at create a task force. Correct. So <laughs> yeah. okay, post How big is this task force? And Thirty <laughs> fucking assholes sitting yeah. in a fucking office jerking off my taxpayer it's, money. It's no. four guys and and. Michael Scott from The Office. Okay, how many of them are persons of color? <laughs> okay, let me, well, let me ask you guys both this question. Passes. Look, look I want one Mongolian, at least one Mongolian. Okay. Damn. Let me, guys, <laughs> let me ask you guys this, both this question. Do you read the terms of service when you sign up for something? Absolutely Fuck not. No. Fuck no. It, well, That's where they get you. Here, here's the thing. I already know that the terms of service mean i'm giving up a lot of shit so to me it just depends on how badly do i want to use this app so right you know and and that's and that's just 100 uh uh, like when it comes to facebook i already know that you're gonna use my shit it's bottom line it's gonna happen 
You know, right now it's even more prominent, Omar. You know why, right? Because of COVID tracing. COVID it's tracing. On, it's on which, every, which, apps are, which, which apps are using COVID tracing? It's not an app. If you look into your settings of your native operating system from your Android or iOS phone, it's, it's already there. updated in there. Yeah, but how does but how does it even work? I don't understand. Like, I have it's no way idea. too smart for me. But it's there. I, I've I, seen it. The, like, the only, like if, the only are thing... they tracking like if I tell a family member I got COVID? <laughs> like I don't get Who it. Who knows? I, I wanna say I wanna say yes because for this that, for that very reason, uh and I know I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase what Edward Snowden talked about on the Joe Rogan podcast. That's the reason why you can't pull your battery out of your phone anymore. Yeah. You guys do know that, right? Remember yeah. how they well, used are, to be able to do a battery there, pull. There are still there are still phones that you can't do that with. Like my last phone, it was like I actually looked for a one that you can pull your battery out. And yeah. it was like an LG. And those are yeah. the ones you actually want to get, but those are the ones yeah. that don't have the bells and whistles anymore. Well, and actually, LG makes the best. They has the LG has the best deck. It's a really good. Yeah, really good. Okay, hold okay. on. We're getting yeah. way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> what is the, what, yeah. what the, so on the on the real Prop Twenty Four consumer privacy protections? What the fuck? is this telling us if we vote yes what is it saying if we it's vote gonna, no it's what gonna is okay, okay. But... i need more details because on one hand it's saying protect your privacy on yeah. the other hand it's saying fund a task force yeah. now Protection i feel like agency how so much is that gonna have... cost well, they already raised four point okay, seven well, six million. Oh, hold on, let me tell you this. Some of I, I read some of the pros and cons of this. So people who uh, are for this bill, um, yeah. they said especially post COVID, people are going to be more sensitive to privacy concerns. I str I feel strongly, and polling shows that Californians want more control over their personal information. So basically, saying that we will have more control over our information and what they use. Okay, I, I get that. But some of the cons, so these are people that are against the bill, they said, uh, no one reads, the, I, I can't remember. Exactly. No one reads the thousands of words of legal fine print that you have to accept before you can use the app or visit the website. The fine print is where you sacrifice your privacy. The same is true of Proposition 24. It's 52 pages of full privacy reductions and giveaways to Facebook and social media platforms and big tech companies that misuse your personal information. Oh, shit. So, I'm kind of thinking like... like Giveaways to Facebook? Look, look, pretty much, I feel like what we've arrived at is we can't put our finger on what they're selling us exactly because yeah. it's big. Fuck off. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, like... like we're really confused about exactly what it entails. Yeah. I mean, so what they're saying is that people that are for this bill say that we want more protection and more more security of our information. And people right. that are against it are saying, listen, you already gave up your, your, your privacy when you said accept. So what the fuck do you care? You know, and God, fuck, I kind of get both. Like I kinda I kinda get it. Like you're but right. Like, again, I, this I, is one of those that's so eloquently. It's, it's, uh, giving, typed it's out. giving money to people to then decide 
See, I didn't see any fiscal. Is there any fiscal impact? Well, he said set up a set up a task force. That that Where the fiscal impact of, <laughs> oh, that's what he said. Or well, a protection agency, agency. yeah. Well, oh, it's same so, shit. Same shit. Protection agency. Same shit. Yeah. It's gonna create a new. De- it's gonna create a new department in California, and guess where that money is gonna come from to fund it? Yeah, right. very true. Yeah. It's one gonna cost money. Fucking suck. Yep. One more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they, it's like a rock in a hard place with this shit. Yeah, I do want my. No, you I know do what? Want Honestly, my shit protected, it's not, but at the same time, it's not because you know what? Like, like they said in the cons, man. Anytime, I mean, anytime we're faced and like and Omar, just like you said, dude. Anytime we're faced with a new app or new something, and you go to the terms and services, Edgar, just like you said. You just, I mean, bottom line is you're like, yeah, okay. Like, scroll, 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 scroll down to the bottom of the 52 pages of shit. And you're like, accept because I want to use this app. You know, you didn't even spend the fucking 27 minutes it's going to take to read all this shit. So, you know, you obviously don't care about the privacy settings and, and what information you're sending anyways. So now all of a sudden this bill is saying, no, you should really care about it. Yeah, they, got, they have uh, all that shit. And bottom line is, dude, with the tech that's going on now, if they want my info, they're gonna fucking get it. Like, come on, like my iPhone has the encryption and capability. Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> get it regardless. Yeah, come on, keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah, right, so twenty-five. I, yeah, twenty-five <laughs> is basically the last one. Um, prop twenty-five. It's replace cash bail with risk assessments this proposition would end the state's cash bail system and gives judges the right to determine whether someone who is arrested should be kept behind bars based on the risk they are deemed to pose to themselves or others so 1.36 million has been raised by action now initiative uh, they were the largest donor, 500,000. Op- opposition was 4.24 million. Damn, okay. Including 921,000 from Triton Management Services, LLC, and the bail bond industry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bail bond is the, that, all the bail bonds that you see outside Twin Towers, they will be gone. Look at the puppies. Look at the puppies. <laughs> so, um, for example, you, you guys are familiar with SB10, uh, SB10, right? No. SB10, um, what, what, here, here's one of the things that you typed out here uh, that you pasted on uh, that I remember reading a long time ago when it passed. Um, the biggest flaw that the state bill 10 had is the use of computer programs to make important justice decisions why the fuck are you going to trust an algorithm to decide your to basically determine your the rest of your fucking life and it's the same type of algorithms that big data companies have just embrace our computer overlords (laughs) it's like uh what's uh, you ever seen elysium yeah uh, it's just you your parole officer is a fucking machine yeah it's like, would you like two of these pills? Yeah, it's like, what the fuck, man? So, yeah, so now wealthy people can simply write big checks. And the reality is that California is the biggest bail market and no, has the highest bail rates in the country. But that's what happens that's right now. I think yeah. what, what, they're trying to, what they're trying to do is they're trying to stop that from happening. So, like, yeah. basically, if, if I'm a, a billionaire 
and I go commit some act of whatever, and I'm in front of a judge, and the judge is like, okay, bail's at $7 million. And I'm like, whatever. And I'm like, whatever. You know, $7 million's pocket change to me. No, then I can get right. out. But if, if, if Edgar is, you know, living in Montebello and, and living in an apartment and doesn't have any money, then your bail is $7 million, You're going to jail. So the difference is, like, the bail, you know, the, what they're trying to do is they're trying to take the bail away and giving, yeah. giving the power to the judge to be like, okay, are you a flight risk? Are you, a, you know, are you a risk for doing this? And and yeah. now it just gives it to me. But there's Ryan, but there's two parts, right? Just two parts. Two parts. Risk risk to, assessment. So yeah. now it's giving it to the judge, but also there's an algorithm that is involved with this. This is the weirdest shit I've seen. That now all of a sudden we're gonna go to, um, you know, not only is the judge allowed to be like, okay, the risk assessment, but now there's an algorithm as well. And so, I mean, fuck, we might as well be at a at a slot machine and be like, spin the wheel, Johnny, and like, yeah, you, you don't get you, do you get, according to the machine, you don't get bail. You know, do you? Let's see what you get. You know, like, oh, you go to jail. You know, like you get no ice cream. You get no ice cream because you can't afford it. But, but that reminds me of one of the the previous ones where we were talking about okay because you committed this class of crime yeah. Yeah. that yeah. society in general frowns upon because well now you don't get to have a fair shake and whether or not you get parole yeah right. it's the same thing going yeah. on they're trying to create classes- everything together they're yeah. lapping a lot like it's like you're taking the the lowest of low crimes and the biggest of big crimes and you're putting them all in the same thing and you're saying like oh you know everything is decided from this it's like whoa shit like you can't take it as a case by case situation how about you guys do the show yeah that's right. why we did this dan because it's crucial if we're all living in california and we're we need to vote on this stuff i mean granted th- this is the part i want to kind of like just say my piece with with this voting system, I, I I have, I'll state this for for a fact. I think I've said this before. I have not voted for a head of state since 2000. Doesn't mean I never. I don't vote. Period. I vote on local and state um, state elections, especially propositions. I have left that section of the ballot blank since uh, 2004. So don't let me influence you on who do you want to vote for on the federal level. You you decide. I know right now there's a big divide with the shit, and you know it's it's kind of you know it's weird. It's very I'm voting, strange. I'm voting. I'm voting Teddy Roosevelt. Fuck. Man's man. Man's man. Hogan. The Rock. But, um, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. But nonetheless, I mean, th- this is. This these are just the propositions in our state, and that's not that's not including all the uh, elected officials, all the to be elected officials that are that are going to be on the ballot as well. And you know, once once voting time comes around, uh, which is very soon, I believe October. If we're going to be doing this mail-in thing, October is actually when you're supposed to be submitting your fucking your uh, vote by mail. Uh, That's something we gotta look at. I'm telling you right now. I've never. I want to see it go in the machine and see the readout. Why? Why can't we do it with a a fingerprint? 
your iPhone, your smartphone can fingerprint open your fucking phone, but you can't vote online with a fingerprint. I don't get it. We should be able to do that. That makes sense. Yes. Too. It's or, like, uh, were we talking not? about this offline or on here? That when I said the, the whole thing about uh, depositing money, that was offline, right? That was offline, yeah. You know, I, I saw this thing. I, I can't remember if it was on Twitter or some social media platform that they were talking about. Um, somebody had said, like, so how come we can, we can literally take a picture of a check? And have it deposited yes. from somebody's account into somebody else's account with verification Correct. numbers and reference numbers and you know blah 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 and all this stuff. This is all legit, but yeah. we can't. But our voting system is so out of date that we gotta we gotta literally go down well, there remember, and mark a check. That requires every person to vote to get in there and register into a system that is yeah verifiable. Right now, if 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 internet and uh, and computers are readily available to everyone, I mean, you can go down to your local library. I've done it before. Even lately, yeah. I mean, I've done it before. You can go down to your... We could designate school districts for that. You know, I mean, look at how many computers they have at just at my college, at Golden West College. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, on election day, they could designate that. I mean, bottom line is there's a better way. But the reason why we have well, this raggedy ass old fucking way of voting, it's by design. You know, yes. it's, sure. But it's better than it used to be. Now before you have to go to one polling place. Now one you can go yeah, like more. anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. It's really yeah. easy now. It's yeah. like I'm gonna Chico's to go vote. No, like I, so the last time I had to vote the last time I had to vote, I looked it up while I was at work and I was like, shit, between work and I work in Santa Fe Springs at the time, and I, work, I live in Montebello, and there was literally like five different polling places on the way home that I could have voted. Yeah. I take my yeah. fucking pick. So yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's not like it's that hard. Yeah, but can you go to? Uh, because last time I voted, they sent me the registration. I could either vote by mail or I had to go to my my polling place, which was. Wait, you you weren't open to go anywhere. The no, last time I voted, I had there to... were like. I can go anywhere in California no. now. It's they, open. Told me, they gave me the address of where I had to go, and well, yeah. that's yeah. it. That's yeah. interesting. I thought, that, I, thought that, I thought that changed. I thought it was now maybe it's an LA County thing. Maybe I'm an because Orange of, County. Maybe that was different. Because the last time I voted, there was no polling. But thing. like, how crazy is that? That it's different from county to county, state to state. Yeah. You know, district we to lived, district. Dude. And 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 I mean, when I was in college, and when we were talking a lot about. Um, you know, uh, government and 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 gerrymandering and our districts are are yeah. It's this is ridiculous how everything is is drawn, and you know, our it's voting chess, system and the, the and the electoral college. Now you know you've got so many different things that we can talk about about how we can make this fair and why it's not fair. And but bottom line is for me, anyways, this is just my own personal opinion, but. Bottom line, I, I think that our voting system needs to be, uh, you know, drastically upgraded because we're oh, not changing 100%. with our times. We're no. in a this, we're in this digital time where we're doing. I mean, shit, we are trading fucking cryptocurrency on the daily, but we yep. can't update our voting. You know, we can't we can't make. It, I mean, didn't didn't wasn't it in the Obama administration that he said everyone gets a cell phone? Yeah, Obama phone. Like that. So yeah. if everybody has a phone. How come everybody can't vote on their damn phone? <laughs> but Correct. like, I mean, there's there's 
so many different conversations that we can have about that. The problem is there's no conversations being had about it. There, right. we're, we're staying in this raggedy old way of voting where I need to go down to the, the, the church parking lot around the corner from my house and, 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 and scribble in my circle. You know, we're in 2020. <laughs> like, so, I, so I do think that we need to have both. I like yeah. the idea of having a paper trail for recounting. Right. Yeah. And I, I like the idea of that paper trail being inserted into the machine. Okay. Now, if you can create an electronic system that is completely secure and advanced, sure. But I think that we have the capability but, of that. Don't you think? I mean, oh. look, at, look at all the things that we buy online through PayPal, through, uh, you know, there, there's so many secure networks that we have and so many. Oh. I mean, and, and look at how much we buy on Amazon. We buy stuff yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. So I buy all kinds of stuff on Amazon. And if something is wrong, I set up a ticket. And like, I mean, shit is right. handled like quickly. So right. yeah. because you, know, you, have I, an you have an institution that cares about their money. Exactly. You have the bank, the bank they, that cares about their money. And you have you that cares about your money and your product. And so you're all and, keeping and each with, other with, in with line. Amazon, yeah. With Amazon, yeah. you have a company who cares about their brand. So yeah. sure. So and they care about the way that they do things and they ha and uh, the way that they were perceived and uh, there's a lot of things that go into that. But when you come down to voting, it's like that's why I'm kind of thinking that. But remember that that's a secret thing. Like you vote, <laughs> but do you really know what happens? Are you completely sure? Exactly. I mean, when I you know. order from I Amazon, know, two days later the item shows up. Yeah. Good to go. Oh, but dude! Do you I literally really know I that your like vote goes somewhere. Yeah, I even have an email with yeah. a picture of my Kinda package like on my door. You're just trusting the system, you know? I, I have an email with a picture of my package on the door like, hey, this is where it is. It's yeah. there. We we send it. It's delivered. I got that it, plus my ring. My ring, or uh, my it's Yuffie, actually. I have a Yuffie. It tells me, oh, yeah, somebody just walked up to yeah. your door. Oh, yeah, that's my package. Good to go. So, so, <laughs> so, how, so how come with our voting system, I can't go on some type of database and look through millions of names and see, mm. there's my name voting for this? You know what I mean? Like That would be convenient. That I, would, I think, and that would I think, also I think be it's be by design, like you were saying. That yeah. would be full transparency. Like, for example, mm. if you when you voted, then you can walk outside, look at the system, and see, oh, yep, that's where I voted. Log in. Right. Oh, yep. Yeah, that's who I voted for. Exactly. Verified. I'm sure Dude, that if, somebody can make that happen, but I'm not sure that they want it. Just look at all the Vegas. Look at all the Vegas sports books in in, in Vegas and New Jersey yeah. by by the millions, dude. How the fuck are we not able to vote? Like that, yeah, I agree. Have a paper trail just for just for keepsakes, that's for sure. But we need incorporated hybrid method of fucking voting, and we have not done that. The, like for example, I, when I was shocked, I'll give you an example. The DMV was uh, a long time ago. You can you can set up an appointment online. I'm like, you can set up an appointment at the DMV. What the fuck? Yeah, but it's they you get you take what they give you. And I'm like, no, oh, there's a catch to it. I feel like there's something been lost. Like, I feel like when you go to the DMV, you're supposed to spend like five hours in torque. It's not the same anymore. No, it's like, <laughs> you oh my God, all your life. I just fucking... went to the DMV three days ago, right? I had to pay the registration on my wife's Jeep. And so I get down there and I'm like, with COVID and everything, it's going to be like, 
social distancing and this and that and whatever. And I was like, but I just got to pay the registration show. So I should be able to use the kiosk inside, which is awesome. I love that. I can. Have you ever used it? It's great. Yeah, yeah. You can just roll in, kiosk, boom, beep. You're, yeah, I'm done with my registration in like two minutes. So and yeah. your tags are like it, tur- it turns out it turns out a, a machine could do the job of three DMV workers, right? Yes. So yes. There, and like, sure enough, there's this crazy, ridiculous COVID line around. It's <laughs> like everyone is twelve feet apart because six isn't enough. And and so I walked up, and luckily there was a lady right at the back of the line that with a clipboard that was kind of like asking, "What are you here for? What are you here for?" And I and I walked up, and I had my registration. I said. I just want to use the kiosk and just get this. Is that possible? And she's like, follow me. And I was like, Damn! so yeah. I rolled up rolled right in. There was nobody in line. I, I, I felt bad. Cause like, you know, you kind of feel like one of the people in the carpool lane passing everybody on the two ten. Yeah, yeah. And you're just I, zooming by and you're like, what's up y'all. <laughs> you're you're like, I have a transponder. I had the same experience coming in from, from like traveling internationally. Yeah. Did you know that there's like an app that you can download to check in through customs? Quick? Yes. The world's, um, yeah. No, it's like a, it's like a, it's like an e check in or something like, yeah, and like nobody yeah. knows about it, so everyone's standing in line for their shit. And I walk in, and there's like one person ahead of me. And every time I've done it like four times now, and apparently nobody's got the memo. There's always like one dickhead waiting there for fucking. <laughs> no, I felt. I, I mean, I kind of felt bad, but at the same time, I was just like. Like I felt, I felt like that dude in the fast track. That's like later, like just buying, yeah. like zoom by, and I zoomed by everyone. I yeah. walked right in. Literally, the dude that was still at the door when I walked out with my tags, he was still at the door, and I was like, <gasps> "You're like, right. hey, you might want to learn how to right. use that thing. It's there's very a there's a kiosk tongue. right there, right? Yeah, same I, thing I with the uh, uh, Costco. Costco has like a as you're walking out. When you finish with your shit, you to can enter your pizza. order for your pizza. See, but, okay, but hold up. This is where I have to take my old old school rules of surfing uh, and, and apply it to regular life. So years ago when I started surfing, we went to this one spot, and it was the greatest spot to go surfing. And as soon as we got done surfing, we came down, and we're like, the idea is you don't tell anybody about this spot. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's okay. Only like two it. people are watching this podcast. Yeah. We're good. So, so, every, <laughs> <laughs> so every time that we want to like, oh, dude, how was the surf? And we're like, oh, it's horrible. Oh, it's terrible, man. It was the waves were just top to bottom. It was horrible. You don't even want to go there. Like we literally talk right. every spot right. down. As it's, like, as you know, it's like a fisherman, right? You find the spot. You don't tell fucking nobody. Yeah. People, are, people ask me about the fast track. I'm like, don't get it. It's not worth it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> While I use it every fucking day. <laughs> Dan Cho is still online, so we got, we still got someone. Well, I mean, we we're going on two hours and forty five minutes, and I think I'm just we having a great time a hanging lot. with you guys. And you know what? I'll tell you what. Uh, going over these props tonight was probably probably the the the. the one of the coolest podcasts I think we've done. I think it was. I think it was very beneficial to people. I think it also was beneficial to me, anyways, just to hear your guys' thoughts on things. Because I mean, me and Edgar, we go way back and we talk about a lot of things and we disagree on stuff and we agree yeah. on stuff. Especially and and Omar, <laughs> you, you like you opened my eyes to a couple of things that I didn't even think about. So the cool thing about this, I think, 
if you roll into a podcast like this with an open mind and be willing to hear different points of view, um, I think this is this is this is really cool that we can learn something from each other and you know see what we think and see what we don't think and 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 go from there and, and hopefully we learn something about yeah. these, uh, these 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 things that we that are very important for us in California to vote on. So um, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, thank you, Edgar. Yeah. Thank you, Omar. Thank you guys for for your input. Appreciate. Yeah. I really do appreciate it. I think ultimately, I always, I always like to say this and repeat, and you know, it does, I can't say it enough. But you know, I don't believe in cognitive dissonance. I don't. And for those who don't know what cognitive dissonance is, is basically a really, really bad form of denial and narcissism. And um, I'm never afraid of saying, "Hey, I was wrong." You made me see things in a different light. And in the same token, uh, to deny each other's differences is to deny who we truly are as people. That's what makes this world. It's like, I, I, I'm going to quote Tony Robbins for like the millionth time. Um, if, if you knew what was going to happen, when it was going to happen, how it was going to happen, how would you feel? Born out of your fucking mind. And but at the same time, that's a that's a human need that we need. It's a, it's certainty. Like we we want we want to make sure the fucking roof over our heads is gonna hold, dude. Mm -hmm. But and, but we also have uncertainty, variety, um, the spice of life. You know, you know. I I don't know about you guys, but I don't like surprises. I call them problems. I don't know how you guys view them. <laughs> like you know surprises. Fucking, yeah. Do you like surprises? Because I don't. Yeah. Like even even if it's like a surprise, we're yeah. going to a kicker. I mean, listen, surprise fellatio is always fantastic. But, but what if you not? What what if you have whiskey dick? <laughs> All right, it takes longer. All right, get over his face. Well, you know, still good. It's, you, know, you, you, you just you just rub your nipples a little bit just to get a boost. Did he just say it's still good? Still <laughs> good. Nothing bad about it. But um, shit, hey, let's let's plan, a, let's plan a follow-up podcast with the three of us because um, we need there's more ground to cover with this shit uh, yeah. on, on another term. And I know, you know um, I think that we should definitely, uh, you know, I know it's 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 definitely in the future. But yeah. let's plan a uh, uh, the three of us get together after the, uh, the election, and yes. and let's. Uh, I mean. Literally, we just went down every prop that California yeah. is voting on. I think maybe we should get together and say, okay, this is what actually happened, and this is what yeah. the future holds for our state. Which and, and, this, and I'll say this uh, with, with the most, you know, diplomacy, I guess, I want to say. The same energy that all these people are showing the current head of state, which is Donald Trump, the same energy, the same uh, force, whatever. Um, and this is just my, you know, hypothetically say he do he does lose the election. We get Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I expect it's only fair. I expect that same energy that you had for this man who's currently in office with the next administration. It's only fucking fair. Yeah, I'm a what, true believer. What, what that, energy? 
You mean no, like the, you know, the pro, the yeah, the, the questioning, the protesting, the um, the who, what, when, where, the fact checking. It's only fair. I I'm a true believer that our democracy has been hijacked by the two party system. Yeah, and and they paint it in a certain way to make you you know swing with the pendulum when it's swinging too heavy on one side. Uh, I don't like to quote Noam Chomsky. I don't like to quote Zach De La Rocha or Tom Morello because they all have their own point of views. I take bits and pieces from every political spectrum, make it into my own. And that's just me. I mean, everyone else can do, you know, they have their own method to their madness. But just because you wear the red hat with the white, was it Times New Roman fucking font, does not mean you care about your local and state elections. Wait, red hat? What are you talking about? The mega hat. The mega hat. Oh, the mega hat. Yes, I've I've said this countless number of times. You're just saying because that you just wear them, because you wear that doesn't mean that you care about stuff. Yeah, because yeah, it, there's a big misconception with just because you wear the team colors, right? Just mm-hmm. because you wear the jersey, just like for example, I'll give you a really really dumbed down example. When you come up to a 17 year old kid and they're wearing a Metallica Kill 'Em All shirt. And you ask him, "Fuck, I love I'm that down album." With, I'm down with that motherfucker. Yeah, and then and then, and then what yeah, happens? Yeah, but if you can't oh, name any song, what do they end up telling you? They end up telling you, "Oh, I just like it because you know I I saw it on sale at Target or Hot Topic." Yeah, I don't that's even like the never band. happened with a Kill 'Em All shirt. <laughs> okay, not a Kill 'Em All like shirt. A, maybe like uh, a Rolling Stone shirt or something. Yeah, okay, bad, bad example. Yeah. <laughs> But you get you get my drift, dude. But uh, Yo, nonetheless, even that, even that kid, that kid's deal got him into Metallica. Correct. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and and maybe I I don't know maybe in the, in the next podcast before we can do another one, uh, we can cover some of the federal stuff because I'm not very well versed. I know Omar is pretty pretty well versed in the federal I, stuff. Um, I, I'd are. rather not. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. Do Do we want to bring someone on that is? I'll be I honest. Thinking, bro, I, I was really thinking that we anyone. could look. I mean, I was thinking we could just kind of go to like Joshua Tree and do some shrooms. I mean, <laughs> and that is a fucking <laughs> yes, yes. The colors. I'll be, man, I'll be honest. Colors. When it comes to uh, when it comes to the whole Joe Biden <laughs> Trump, when it comes to that. I I think that the country is so divided and and yeah. and I mean my personal opinion on on that situation is that you've got people that are on the left that are so far left and people on the mm-hmm. right that are so far right and 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 nobody everybody on both sides are digging their heels in and nobody wants yeah. to compromise on anything so look, so nothing gets done so look, I'll, I'll tell you that it's I'm look down the center in my life uh I hung out with my buddy, uh, Mako. You know Mako? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we hung out today. He's voting for Biden. I'm voting for Trump. He's like one of my best friends. We hang out all the time. Um, With my friends, it's probably like 60 to 70% Biden, 30% Trump. Like, it's okay. We can have our differences. You know what, though? Not a lot of people can do that. You know, yeah. not a lot of people can do that. You got a lot of people that are digging their heels in on both sides, and, yeah, and they're ending sure, relationships yeah. with their own families. Bro. Yeah, I I, I, I had a conversation today. I feel on, fortunate that I can do that, but you know, me yeah. too, man. No, me dude, too. You, I, I, you are definitely one of the one of the few uh, that can do that. I've I've talked with some friends on Instagram, 
that literally have told me that they have a lot because they they post a lot of stuff about Trump. And I, I we were talking about something, and they said, mm. uh, "Hey, you know, I've lost friends and family, like uh, because of my posts." Yeah. You know, and and it, what's interesting to me is that there's a lot of people that say, you know, that you can't be friends. You know, you can't be family. You can't be friends because of your beliefs. And I think that you know, it's this is I a mean, is, is it is this politics or, or like religion? I don't. I don't yeah, know. right. Or I mean, like, yeah. or maybe like I don't know where. Are we at war with each other? Listen, this this is uh policies. Yeah. Are we that are we that diverged? I, you know what though? I think, people, are, uh, I think a lot of yeah. people are taking it more than than that. You know, people are hmm. people aren't even really looking at policies. People are looking at uh, I think what I've seen on 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 Facebook it's and, and social like media man. is mostly like it's like if you are for Trump, it doesn't matter what kind of person you are if you're for him and i'm against him then i don't like you and we're we can't be cool because you know yeah. a lot and i've seen a lot of ultimatums like that which is it, it's it's sad because to be honest i mean all all policies and all you know from different administrations from uh so to be fair trump is more polarizing than any president in oh in dan's lifetime uh i think I think Bill Clinton was actually polarizing. Well, no, he was pretty cool. Well, no, I, guess, well, I, mean, I understand. I understand that. I understand that, that. I understand that Trump is pretty polarizing, but I don't think it's. I think he's part of it is, is the way. Dude, it, it, I, I, I think that the way the way that he's portrayed is polarizing. Um, I think I, that the way I think that our media so. has. A, I, I, I've talked with. I think I've Edgar. I've talked with you uh, plenty of times about the media, and. Yeah. I think the problem is the Pledia, the the Pledia, the media is not policed um, enough. Yeah. I think that the 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 media, social media, um, is all it's the bathroom wall. Like anybody can write on it, and if it's you write something west, that's, that's not yeah. right, here's the problem: if I write something and and I post something on Facebook that says you know Trump did this and this and this, and then it gets a thousand shares. And all these other people commenting, and, and it gets and it reaches you know hundreds of thousands of people, and then yeah. three days later, it turns out it was false, and I retract it. The damage it doesn't matter. Done. It doesn't it, matter because the sentiment was already sent the out. Damage right? was so already done. Yeah. A lot of the information that's put out in the media about politicians is like hearsay, yeah. like kind of like being yeah. in high school, right? It's like it's like rumors yeah. and connections. But, but people and believe by, it at face value. Sure. Which sure. is bullshit, and that's one but, of the. But here's my here's my thing. I didn't even fucking vote for the guy, but I know that there are things that he's done that I agree with policy wise. At the end of the day, like I'm very anti uh, new war, and he has not got us into new conflicts, and I appreciate that to a level that I can't even like describe. Lately, he's talking about opening up the market so that we can buy pharmaceutical things from other countries at a lower cost. Yeah. These kind of things matter to me um, more so than the, any of the little bickering about how he's yeah it, uh, like he's the, a dictator the, the, and he's taking away our like constitutional rights and I don't play the, I don't see play on my life the well, character assassination so, part yeah. well yeah. back to back to the media part that I was going to say because that ties yeah. definitely into what you were saying is that like what everybody gets their their news from is from social pretty much dominantly social media. 
Um, so when you've got social media and, and, and other media outlets that are focusing on this right here, you know, they're giving you that little outlook that this little outlook of what it is, they're not giving you the full broad spectrum of everything. So they're giving you their slant on it. So it's kind of like if you have the truth right here, but then you have this person putting a filter on it and then this side putting a filter on it. And then this side putting a filter. I feel like every truth that we see online there's so many filters on it. It's like fucking Snapchat. So, but like, they want they want they want it to be so one sided that you can't even have a conversation. So for example, no matter what, I've had so many long conversations with my buddy, and at the end of the day, he's still voting for Biden yeah. because he still agrees more with that side policy wise. He yeah. he's yeah. willing to to say that certain things that Trump has done is good, the pharmacy thing or. The no getting into more wars thing yeah. compared to the last administration who like fucked up Libya, was about to fuck up Syria. So well, I, one of the hardest know, things. Go ahead. So he was he, he admitted that, but he still is more towards the left, and that's okay. So we have our differences of opinion, but we don't demonize one another. Uh, I know? love that you, you know? have yeah. that relationship with someone. Yeah. Like, you know, the fact that you can have a difference of opinion, you can have a, have a healthy conversation, and still at the end of the day, maybe you can disagree on stuff, but you can still be friends. I think one of the big problems is nowadays you've got so many, so many young people who are very influenced, and there's a lot of people putting ultimatums out there that are saying, yeah. like, if you're not with us, you're against us. If you're not with us, you're part of the problem. And yeah. that's, that's a big, you know, and people are getting... But look, I, I'm not into getting bullied. That's like a, it's a, yeah. that's like you're trying to bully people. Yeah, into, for sure. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, you're not with me? Well, fuck you. I'm gonna yeah. hurt you. Like, you know, like. Yeah. I, don't. There was bully a lot me, of that you know? going on. Like, if, you know, if you're not, if you're not yeah. with me, or if you're not yeah. speaking out about this, then you're part of the problem. And I was like, bitch, you don't fucking know me. Like, exactly. I'm speaking out. Maybe it's because yeah. I'm, I'm a musician, and I don't want to talk about politics online. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely uh, this is probably one of the most political live streams I've ever done in my life because it's I, educational. <laughs> and you know, what's funny is I don't know Omar to be a he's not a conservative. I was telling you this offline. He is probably as close to true definition of a libertarian that I know personally. I mean, I, I'm, a, I I'm, a, I'm a social like libertarian. I'm a, a yeah. economical. Yeah. Um, and I'm politically orphaned. Like I'm basically been abandoned for, for years and I don't know my place. And and it's also because of my conflicting philosophies and views on life and stuff like that. I don't fit in on each side. I'm kind of like, I know it's like, I'm not like, it's like being Chicano with, you're not Mexican enough. You're not American enough. (laughs) You're like, like, okay. You're like, hey, bitch, I'm, I'm a from, fucking ass. I'm from California. I'm an ethnic warrior, eh? Uh, <laughs> hours. All right, y'all. Well, um, let's do a follow up. This was great. We went on three hours. This is probably the longest I've done. Yeah. Um, and uh, Omar, thank you again. I love you, my brother. We're going to meet soon. We're going to have Sons some of bitches. I got to work in the morning. Oh, shit. You do? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta, I gotta go work that COVID. Good luck, yep. man. And guy, hey, God bless hey, you bro. if you believe in one. Ah, fuck off. Good job. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so, man. Remember, all right, everyone, take care. Wash your hands. Uh, drink beer. Worship Satan. Listen to Slayer. Peace. That's right.